Welcome to an all new episode of Much Ado About Nothing. I am one half of the co host tonight, Juwan. Uh, tonight is going to be a very fun episode, mainly because the Knicks just had a very good win. And me and Joel are always happy when that happens. But welcoming in Joel, what's going on, Joel? What's good? Yes, uh, we're we're on a, currently a three game winning streak, so uh, we needed this. We needed this game. Believe it or not, I said that um, this was going to be our hardest game out of our four game stretch coming up. Um, this was the one the Knicks definitely could. Uh, this is the most dangerous. Uh, and the reason I say that is they're they're dangerous shooters. So we played Orlando before. And the problem we were having with Orlando was around rebounding, right? right. So, um, you know, it's still going to be a problem with Mitch being out. But I think if we can yeah. shoot even remotely as good as we did, I mean, even even if it's not exactly like we did tonight, just somewhere in the middle of where we uh, of what we did tonight, right. uh, Magic is a game that we uh, we should definitely win. I don't feel fear the Spurs. I mean, you know, with Popovich coaching, that's always like. You know, he can coach the hell out of a game, but right. I don't really fear that team. I just really do fear LaMarcus Aldridge maybe getting Taj and Nerlens in a lot of foul trouble. Um, but if it's anything like tonight, it showed, you know, we can still grit it out. Um, and then what are, our, what are our other two games? I, I, I know I just named three. What's the fourth one? What's the Sunday one? Minnesota. Oh, yeah. No, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. I'm not worried about that. Um, so to me. We, we always do this when, when we message each other. Realistically, I'd say in this four-game stretch, um, anything outside of three and one is unacceptable. Uh, That's what I was saying. I was talking to myself earlier, and I'm like, I would love to say I would love to go four and oh, but I'm being realistic. If right. we come out three and one, I'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, we saw it with uh, with Miami. We said we wanted to go one and one. We ended up going Oh, for two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I, I, that was before the, that was Sunday. We didn't have Rose, but uh, yeah, the, the, the second game, his first game. Right. We had, uh, right. So in Miami. And where we struggled a lot was from our bench. So Rose would have helped tremendously that first Miami. And free throws, motherfucker. That almost, that almost cost throws. us today. Yeah, it did. Um, I'll say this because I was going to say this if the Knicks did lose this game because I know you're going to come in here and say like unacceptable not going to the line you know what I'm saying but to me I look at it and I go it always reminds me of what Shaq always said Um, he never got calls like we look at Shaq and we say oh he's probably on the free throw line all the time no he wasn't Um, but Shaq always says you got to find other ways to win when the refs are not on your side you just got to go and dominate and that's what Julius did he said you know I don't care that the refs aren't giving us calls. I don't care that, you know, the game's not necessarily going our way. Let's go out there and let's grit it. Um, but speaking of Julius Randle, yeah. we had this talk last week. Remember when we were saying how the NBA, um, the NBA All-Star game is more of a, um, a popularity contest than it is evaluating actual All-Star talent. Right. I looked at a lot of um, – uh, what do you call them? Um, press that gets mm-hmm. to vote. That get to vote for the All Stars. Yeah, and a lot of them have Kyrie, Harden, Durant. Um, forgetting starting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Starting the All Star game. Uh, I can't remember yeah. what, what the other probably two. probably Giannis and Joel. Giannis and Joel. Thank you. Those were the last two. Thank you. Um, and I look at that and I go, Giannis. I understand. 
having having a great year. Right. Joel Embiid having a transcending yeah, year yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, I will give them Durant purely off of the idea of him coming back from that crazy uh, injury and looking this good. I'm not giving them Kyrie and James Harden. Mainly I'm not giving them James Harden because you're not telling me James Harden being in the Eastern Conference for these few, what, 10, 10 maybe 15 games, if that, mm-hmm. um, 10 or 15 games has played better than Julius Randle has. You're just – you're not telling me that. You're just not. And we've seen that the, the All-Star game will play out of position. So I don't want to hear, well, you know, Julius won't make it because he won't make it over Giannis or Embiid. It's like find a way. <laughs> Oh, he has to beat Giannis and beat him Durant. It's not right. gonna happen. Un- understood, but that to me is is one of the more frustrating things because it's like, to me, I think they should treat All Star voting like they treat MVP. Because me and you both know LeBron could be MVP every single year, but what do they look to do? Give it to new people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that that new. It doesn't mean Giannis had a better season than LeBron. It just means they're not going to give LeBron the MVP eight years in a row. Right. Why can't an all-star game be like that? Like, you're telling me that it'll hurt Durant's stock or Giannis's stock if they don't make if, if they don't make starting lineup this year? No. Right. You know? Come on now, you know? So that's why I said it's a popularity contest. It is, though, because the fans get a lot of the vote for the starters. Right. You know? Then and they don't get now they don't get all the vote, but back in the day they used to get all the vote, and it's good that it's not all the vote for because it'd be some ridiculous lineups. <laughs> well, we saw that before, and in yes, I, I get the record, but I still go back to the fact that Atlanta Hawks had half their roster mm-hmm. in an all star game. Yeah, that's ridiculous, yeah. that should never happen. No, I understand. <laughs> no, look, well, think about it like this a good example right now is Derrick Rose is in the top guards. As all star books, and look, I love Derrick Rose. We just got Derrick Rose, but come on, should he be an all star this year? You know what I mean? Should he be an all star? No, <laughs> but for him, for him to have had the career he's had and to still be able to average 16, 15 to 16 points per game, right? Um, you know, I, I, I believe he should be on, on the list. I just don't think you no, know, I don't give him a shot to win. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's not even a top 10 point guard right now. I mean, not saying he's not good still. I'm just. No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah, you're saying. He's still getting votes, so that's what. That's why the fans don't get the right bulk I mean, of the votes anymore. Because they he, almost what Zaza Pachulia almost made the fucking All Star team because I of mean, the fans. Lich's golf this year, Joel. Clay Thompson's getting votes. He's not even playing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but that's why they're only what twenty five percent of the vote now, or fifty. It should lower that. <laughs> I think it's only 25%, because then it's like the media and then the players or some shit. Right. That's still too high. They got to lower that. But uh, yeah. if you're Julius Randle, your save to grace is the fact that I find it very hard to believe that the head coaches won't vote him in for a reserve. Yeah, I, me too. I mean, it's going to be tough, but I still think it, there's a good chance he makes it. I haven't done my all-star stuff yet, but I'm I'll, I'm going to get there. <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, well, when does voting close? Because I, I want to do an episode where, where we break down our all stars, uh, yeah, our, our choices. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I just know that I think the all star game is on March 7th, so it has to be within a week or so. Yeah, within <laughs> a week. Yeah, I, I told you I sent mine in. I, I voted, I put half yes. six, the Knicks. I, you see, though, you see what I mean? <laughs> That's why the vote, fans can't get the vote, bro. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you. That that's why I said <laughs> lose more than than the twenty percent that we have. Yeah. Um, but no, Julius Randle to me. Look, I'll say it like this: It's unacceptable if coaches don't vote him in because I get it. If you're telling me Durant, Giannis, and B, right? It's like okay, I got you. Yeah. You're not telling me there's a second level of Eastern Conference forwards that are head over heels better than Julius Randle. You're just not. You're not. Well, that's. I think they, I saw a list earlier. I'm just trying to see his competition because uh, you got they they're gonna vote in two guards, three from um, whatever. And three utility guys. So he really has five chances at, at it. Because right. he's not a, you know what I mean? Well, to me, the way he's playing this year, I'm not talking about career or even, you know, right, no. the players. But this year only, to me, his only competition is the three guys that we just said we assume will be the starters. Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. To me, there is no competition for Julius Randle this season in the Eastern Conference the way he's been playing outside of those three. Well, to other people, that's not the case, though. No, I, I get it. To other people, it might not be. But look, let me ask you, because you I know how you can take your Knicks glasses off and, and, and speak reasonably. Do you believe, honestly, that he has competition outside those three guys? Does he have competition? Yes. But does he deserve it over that competition? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, that's it. Okay. So you answered perfectly, um, perfectly to that question. Um, but I just look at it, and I'm like, a game like tonight um, – he was on fire, man. And look, I was I was just telling my aunt yesterday, I was getting nervous, man. And I know you're going to say I was jumping the gun. Um, RJ not finishing games these last, these last few games up until tonight mm-hmm. really got me thinking maybe Tibbs isn't – like maybe he's not as untouchable as we thought, right? right. Because it's like if Tibbs is losing faith in him um, – then it's a really good chance that if someone's like, hey, man, you know, Bradley Beal's available, but we're, we're going to want RJ. I get to right. going, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. You know, so to me, yeah. tonight, tonight was a really good night to kind of put things back on track for RJ. Um, I think I RJ, love the closing lineup was awesome. I, uh, I mean, aside from, you know, not having Mitch, that that's, that's a great closing lineup. That is how we should close every single night. There's, I, I don't care how hot Burks is. I don't care how well Peyton's defending or. Assisting. Well, they're hot. You, you always leave a hot man in. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason why I said I wouldn't is because I don't feel as though they make better. Uh, they're, they're better decision makers. Yeah. And quick and Derrick Rose. That's the only reason why I said no matter yeah. even if they're hot, because to me you're hot, but it takes it takes throwing the ball away to swing momentum in the other team's direction. I need smart guys that can slow tempo and run it the way that it needs to. Um, and that's why I'm like rose and quickly. I don't know. To me, I feel like they've, they've known each other for years, the way that they put the well off of each other. Right. This was definitely, if, if they continue to play like this, right. And let's say we make the eighth seed um, that will be one of the Knicks best trades in, in a while. Well, I mean, unless uh, uh, Chris Stops gives us with a, a lottery pick, then that'll be the greatest trade. We've ever yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah they haven't looked that great. <laughs> I saw a photo of Luca just kind of like kneeling down, just like like really sad when they lost to Portland. Yeah. I like, I felt like Emperor Palpatine, like when he was like <laughs> siphoning all the hate from like the galaxy. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Keep losing. Keep losing. Um, so, um, 
but yeah, so to me, this, like you said, this is a great lineup to run to close out games. Uh, I look at Orlando and I say, no Markel Fultz. Um, that is one of the guys that was giving us the business last time we played them. Um, I just, to me, it's like, as much as we need Julius offensively, he's going to have to put um, some clamps on Aaron Gordon uh, Wednesday. And I'm going to need. I'm not even sure he's healthy. I'm not sure anybody except Vucevic is healthy. <laughs> oh, really? He's, he's out injured? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. Okay. Well, then, damn. Then, yeah. Then I need to be <laughs> – I need this fourth win for sure. No excuse. None. Yeah. yeah. No excuse. Orlando shouldn't be an issue because they're really hurt. <laughs> they really, right. really hurt. <laughs> um, this was a combination I wanted to, I wanted to bring up to you. Um, I know we probably won't see it as much just because one of these guys just isn't in the rotation enough. But mm-hmm. I really like uh, Knox and Obi on the floor together. Well, yeah, they had a nice little uh, synergy at the end of the game the other day. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, it was nice that Knox got one in there and actually produced in the like, two minutes he was on there. Right. So, yeah. all right. So, I want to ask you this before before we move on from, from the Knicks. Who do you believe uh, – like, I, the, the obvious is is quickly in, in, um, in, in Randall, right? Outside of that – well, Mitch, I think you can throw in there too. But outside of that, who else do you think is untouchable – on that Knicks roster. You obviously can take Derrick Rose out of that. Like, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, Randall, quickly, Rose, and Mitch. Mainly because Mitch is injured. And by the time he comes off that injury, we'll be around the, the trade deadline. So, even if they wanted to move him, a lot of teams probably won't be 100% sold on, like, where he's at. Um, health-wise, yes. Health-wise, right. But, okay, so taking those names out of it, who else do you think on this team is untouchable? There's not many. I mean, if you want to say Randall's untouchable, that's fine. RJ, because he's our, one of our best youth prospects in the same way quickly. Uh, that's probably it. Based so you on, do still think RJ's untouchable? I do, yeah. Okay. Right now. I mean, it depends for who. Like, if it's for Beal, that's, that's, that's something else, because Beal's a beast. But, like, I'm not giving up RJ for Levine, not necessarily, you know? I... That's yes. Going forward, I, I do believe RJ will probably be an overall better player than than Levine. Um, but if we're in a win now mode, I, I yeah, Levine's a win now kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I, Tibbs is just so confusing uh, <laughs> with these lineup changes, with not playing certain guys. So it makes you kind of go, well, doesn't really look like he's sold on this guy. And then, you know, you have a night like tonight to where RJ's left in the game and, you know, he shows out two clutch threes. So it's like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Well, RJ just seems like if he's cold, he, he takes him out and he doesn't like, he's not going to, he's not going to rebound from this, but like RJ has started the game pretty well. Right. So he's like, you know, let's find them. Burks hasn't really been playing. Like, he hasn't been shooting lights out or anything. Right. So uh, he's not over. He's not overplaying his time. So you know, he's like, fuck it. Let's do RJ. He's rebounding well, at least. Uh, and, that, and that worked out because he was making shots. And that's what you need. Because right now, Nolan's well is not a strong rebounder. So, like, he, uh, like Julius is going to need help in the paint. And I think RJ can help him rebound. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you this. We didn't see a lot of it, but. How nervous do you get at the thought of till Mitch gets back? There's probably nine times out of ten going to be a game where yeah. Nolan or Taj foul out. 
and it's gonna be Obi and and Randall. Yeah, I get a little nervous, but I also get kind of excited because I just want I want to see Obi more. Uh, I see some I, I see bright spots, and I just want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So I got excited when I got to see a little bit of it today. Um, and I, I, we were on a run at one point, and Derek Rose like threw it too hard over his head, and I'm like, oh man, that was that would have been a perfect lob. And it was right there, and there'll be more of that if he's gonna play center. Because right now, playing power forward, he's more of a spot up guy and like second option, uh, at least in terms of the bigs. But when he's the primary big man, you know, running the floor, there's definitely more opportunities for him to score, and that, that's I want I want that for him. Yeah, I think the biggest. Uh... The biggest upside of Randall and Obi playing together is in the third quarter, I think it was around maybe nine, eight or nine minutes left in the third. Um, Obi was just wide open in the corner. Yeah. Because at that point, you had to double Randall on the drive, right? So yep. you're doubling him, it leaves Obi wide open and he nailed it. Um, now, I think Mike uh, said he's only shooting 26% from the three. Um, but Possibly, to, me, yeah. <laughs> to me, that that number doesn't really mean anything to me. Because it's like, all that tells me is a little bit of time he's actually on the floor. He's just not making them. But all that also tells me is if he spends more time on the floor, maybe he could make some more. He made what? He made, miss, he made one miss one, I think, some shit. Right. So, 50%. So, <laughs> yeah. so to me, I, I, I heard that and I was just like, I'm not really concerned. It just means he should be playing more so he gets more of an opportunity to either improve that or, you know, show that he's just not a great three-point shooter. Um, So that, to me, doesn't really bother me. But um, this is a great, great, great win. I tell you this, man, um, Mm -hmm. if if these rosters stay somewhat uh, the same going forward, we got a bit of a rivalry here. I don't think the Knicks and the Hawks really like each other all that much. Well, I'm not a big fan of them right now either. I mean, that was too (laughs) close. At least in the beginning, it was way too close in the third quarter. I was not happy. Uh, I was here pulling my hair out watching the game, so I understand. <laughs> yeah, I. it always goes to the fact – my dad has been saying this probably since the day I've been born, and it is true, though. The Knicks don't get calls, and it's not like, oh, I'm a Knicks fan, so, like, I'm biased. It's like, no, legit, the Knicks don't get calls. And most people say, well, you don't have a superstar. Well, we did when we had Melo, and Melo didn't get calls. Um, I still believe that Roy Hibbert quote unquote block was a foul. Um, so to me, I'm just like the Knicks just never really get the benefit of the doubt. We have to go out there and grind it out to win games. We don't get bailouts. But the, that just that was just upset with the most the most of the calls that Trey Young was getting. I was like, come on, bro. It breathes on him and he's fucking foul. Unfortunately, he's he's in just two or three short years has become the guy that gets those calls mainly because he's a shooter. So he puts himself in positions to where he'll, he'll kind of go into you, um, you know, initiating contact a lot. It's yeah. just, it, it's unfortunately it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's just how it is. He's going to get those calls every time. Um, you know, it, as Nick fans, we got to prepare ourselves. We have to play Brooklyn some more. Harden and Kyrie are going to get those calls that, you know, if Trey Young got them, they're damn sure going to get them. Um, so, you know, we're in an Eastern conference where it's pretty guard heavy and most of those guards are superstars. So they're all going to get those calls. So, you know, to me, if you're Alfred Payton and you know that, like, you know, that, you know, he's going to get those calls. Just be smarter, man. Just be smarter. 
um, limit him to where he's taking bad shots. And if he's making them, I said it tonight um, when Gallinari made that three over, uh, I think it was over RJ. I'm like, that was a tough shot. You slap him on a button, you say, all right, man, you know, I got you next time. But to me, those are the kind of shots you can't stress over. If Trey Young's making threes from the logo, you know, there's yeah, not, not worried about that. It's just, yeah, there's not much you can do. They had 21 points. They had 21 points in the most 21 points from the free throw line. That's yeah. a lot. A yeah, lot. I agree. How many did we have? Do you know? Uh gotta look it up now. But I know uh, and that was at halftime, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were telling me the, the total for the game. No, uh, that's I was stressing before that like that. And I'm like, they had 21 points and it wasn't even fucking half the, the, the game. That wasn't the whole game. <laughs> um, Damn, so that scares me. That had to be high. So they had 29 points free throws made to our 22. So we met. Uh, we, I mean, we didn't have as much as they did, but um, they definitely had 32 free throws attempted to our 27. So we, we we definitely got some calls at the end of the game, but definitely didn't get them in the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, was I gonna say? Yeah, but like I said, it was a great, it was a great pullout win, uh, one that we needed desperately. Um, shout 100%. out, shots out in the clutch to RJ, those two corner threes. Um, shout out to Emmanuel quickly, some threes down the stretch. Derek Rose, some some clutch uh, basket buckets. He is still one of the nastiest finishers at the rim, man. Um, yeah. Derek Rose. Yeah, man. Still uh, got it. Also, huge shouts out to Nerlens Noel, who had five fouls and still managed to be very competitive at the rim. Yep. Um, he very Mer- easily could have could have made uh, career decisions um, by not going as hard, you know, so he doesn't get fouled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that, that goes to his IQ, man. All ball. All ball. He wasn't going contact with the body. Yeah, he blocks, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course – Hugest shout out to our player of the game. 40, what do you have? 42? Julius Randle? I think he had like 44. Hold on. 44. Um, it was uh, yeah, 44, 9, and 5. Very oh nice. man, look at those numbers. And you telling me he can't make an no, I'm not not you, but I'm saying yeah. he can't make an all-star team. Come on, man. Those numbers are sick. Um so yeah, huge, huge, huge game. Did you have anything else you want to say about Julius Randle tonight? No, just, I mean, we've come a long way from like wanting him traded <laughs> in, the, in the summer to to him like now, now campaigning for him to be an all star. So congratulations yeah. to Julius Randle, who redeemed himself uh, this past this current season. Absolutely, and I'm still of the mindset that if Tibbs can <clears throat> unlock him like this, and Tibbs can get like let's be realistic here, right? So let's say Tibbs can get. You make a reasonable trade. You can keep majority of the guys you got. You're giving up, like, you know, a few young pieces, Knox. Um, <clears throat> yeah, know, depends. Right. Or whatever. Uh, and you can bring a star in to pair with Julius Randle and the rest of those young guys. I have no problem with Julius Randle being that other uh, max contract, you know, next to whoever is the superstar that you're pairing. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not holding out hope that Kawhi is interested in, in the Knicks. So, to me, <laughs> lock up. Your thing, which is whatever star you can trade for, and and Julius Randle. Unless if you're the Knicks, you have maybe your sights on a disgruntled star, uh, maybe next year, um, that you want to maybe aim for, and you don't want to put all your baskets in the Julius Randle, um, you know, thing. So to mm-hmm. me, I only look at it like that. But 
to me, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, you guys are hypocrites. We're not hypocrites. Julius Randle did not play well last year as a um as, as a leader of a team. No, not at all. So it's like, you know, Mr. Turnover, that's what it was. Exactly. So it's not like it's not like Julius Randle was playing his tail off and we were just hating because he wasn't winning many games. No. Not at all. We were hating Julius Randle because most of the games we could have won, he was willingly losing for us. He's he's putting up not similar. He's putting obviously his numbers are better this year than were last year, but his numbers weren't drastically different last year. Like he's putting yeah. more points up, more like more rebounds, but not much more points and much more rebounds. You know, way more assists than last year. But because all those spins in the, into turnovers are turning spins into assists or spins into points, that's different than last year where it was just an automatic turnover almost every right. time. Like tonight, I had I almost had PTSD. I'm watching him spin into a uh, um, being triple teamed, and yep. he, he did. He threw the ball away. Um, and I'm just like, Jules, I get it. You're hot, but you got to know that if you're hot, they're going to double you. Get the ball out, you know? But, I mean, it, again, it, it goes to if you have a, a competent – and I, I don't want to say competent. If you have a better point guard. The point guard will put him in better positions to score more efficiently so he doesn't have to work that hard. I was telling my dad the other day, you look at you look at the shots and the efficiency Carmelo had the year he had Jason Kidd and Raymond Felton. He was getting easier buckets. Why? Because they were putting him in better positions. Melo didn't have to come up the court, get the ball, and then work his way to the rim to where he's killing himself just to get two points or a foul call. Um, you know, yeah. it's just he's working his way there easier. So to me, I'm just like a better point guard and uh, Julius Randle will be super efficient. It'll limit teams being able to double team him. Um, and he just won't have to work as hard. Like I see this man huffing and puffing like crazy. Um, and it's because he's trying to do, you know, a, a lot, trying to make sure. And also, he's in way better shape than he was last year, too. Way better shape, way better shape. Leon, he can play the whole game now. Nuggets, it's crazy how much exactly. shape is. And I love hearing him talk about that. I love hearing him say that you know he's not worried about the minutes. He's not worried about flaming out. You know, uh, this is what he's prepared for. You know, mm-hmm. meanwhile, you hear a guy in Brooklyn, oh, 45 a night. That really tired me out. Yeah, well, you know, you're fat as shit, James Harden. <laughs> like, of course you did. <laughs> um, so, no, I, mean, I love this. I love Julius Randle. I have absolutely no problem if the Knicks want to keep him. Um, it looks like Tibbs has unlocked him. Now, I want Knicks fans to, to be mindful of this, Joel, because I know how hype we get. If we do keep Julius Randle, right, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance he will never like, let's say we have a five-year deal with him, right? There's a chance right. we'll never have a year like he's having this year. <laughs> but, you know, that's not what we need. We just need you to not be the reason we lose games. That's right. it. That's it, and you'll be worth it. You'll be worth every dime if you're playing. Because, like you said, his numbers aren't, like, way off from where they were last year. So, right. obviously, he can do this. You know, it's just a matter of, limiting turnovers, being that team leader, and keeping your body in great position to where you can finish out games. Simple as that. That's how I look at it. So I have no reason to believe that he can't do all those things uh, I just said. But, Nick fans, definitely temper your expectations. Um, If we do re-sign Randall, don't expect this kind of caliber. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying to be realistic, it's like 
he wasn't really doing it all that much before. Uh, I'd say yeah. the Orleans year was, was his best year until now. Um, so he's just showing that he has the capabilities to do it. It's just not consistent. Um, but yeah, great Knicks win. Uh, looking forward to our Wednesday game. Uh, is it in Orlando or in, in New York? In Orlando, I don't know. Uh, I'd love to know. Hold on. The next game you said. I got it right here. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's in, no, in New York, I think. You should have it up. I don't think it would tell me the next game, but it doesn't. Fuck you, then. No playing. Schedule. <laughs> 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 it's at, it's in Orlando. In Orlando. Okay, cool. In Orlando, home and home. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so I'm looking forward to the Knicks uh, running the table on this, man. Um, Clyde brought up a really good point. You look at the standings. The Knicks, if the Knicks can win, they're on a what three game winning streak right now, right? Uh, yes. Okay. If you can win at least your next two games, Knicks can make a case to shooting up to around fifth, uh, fourth or fifth in the Eastern. Yeah, they're six right now, so right. You know, so, if, it, if they can get the five, next two games, they win the next two, they're, they're fine. You know? Right. So that's very <laughs> important, mainly because if the Knicks aren't able to get any to get anybody this year, um, it'll concern me only because the Eastern Conference is very tight this year. So, you know, the Knicks losing tonight could have been the difference of going from six to – I'm not saying they would have went to 11, but I'm saying the 11th record isn't that drastically different than where the Knicks are in the sixth spot. So, mm-hmm. um, you don't really have room for like, oh, we had a, you had a tough loss tonight. You know, we'll bring – no, you got to win those games, you know, yeah. if you can win. Um, yeah, so, that's, that's right behind us. Like, right. So, we can't, we can't have, uh, afford – you know, oh, so the next if we win the next game, we're at five hundred. Oh, That's where, so we win the next two, we'll be over five hundred. Oh, perfect. Um, so yeah, so if you're if you're the Knicks, you you gotta win these. You gotta win these next three or four games coming up. Uh, they're very crucial, you know, because it could be the difference maker. Like I said, especially if we don't get anybody else. Um, I find it hard to believe that, you know, we can put all this pressure on Julius Randle to for the entire season. Um, and he'd be able to keep it up. And I mean, I, you can make that case for anybody. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> fingers crossed we can win the games that, that are winnable. Um, all right. Was there any other NBA news? Did you want to talk about your boy, Anthony Davis? Uh, that, I mean, that only really affects me more on my fantasy team. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> I have him in my fantasy. And, if, you know, he's going to be out, what, three weeks or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that really, really sucks. Does. Uh, I know you as a Lakers hater, uh, just purely as a fan, you know, you want him healthy, but you also want the Lakers to lose while he gets uh, evaluated. Um, yeah, yeah, just yeah. just knowing you. But the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was um, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. And yeah, both of those players, teams, have <clears throat> to let them sit out till they find what they want to do now. I highly doubt Blake gets uh, gets released. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't realistically see that happening. Um, but I put Blake Griffin with Bradley Beal in terms of I don't know who the like where he could go. I know the Warriors would love Blake Griffin, but they have no money and they have nobody that 
<laughs> that I really think Detroit would want. Like, what would you give them? Wiggins? Would they even want Wiggins? It would. Uh, like, it would probably be. It probably be Ubre. So we're gonna do it. Man, Wiggins is possible too. Wiggins having a good year this year. I look at it like this: If I'm Detroit, right? Ubre <laughs> isn't. Even though I'm only trading Blake just to get him off of my team, right? But to me, if I'm if I'm Detroit, I at least need something back. So Wiggins, I think, would just be a little bit more um, desirable because you can maybe like market the team uh, behind Wiggins. You can't really do that with Ubre, even though I, you know how much I love Ubre. Um, I have a good year. No, he really is. Um, but I know Golden State would love a guy like uh, Blake Griffin that they wouldn't need him to do too much. Blake Griffin can also shoot the three. Um, I can just see a death lineup of uh, Curry, uh, whoever you want at the two. If they can keep Ubre, Draymond, and Blake, you know, closing out some situations, um, and, and I think that could be effective. So I don't know, man. So I wanted to ask you uh, any ideas where you could see Andre Drummond or because um, I, I heard Toronto for Andre Drummond, but anywhere you could see Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin ending up. Not off the top of my head. I think I like that Toronto one for 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 Drummond because I didn't even think about them. But like they're a team that they're trying to not suck <laughs> right now. They're they're one of those teams trying to fight for a playoff spot. Surprisingly, because I expected more from them, and I expected more from Aaron Baines. Uh, so they're definitely looking to upgrade the center position where they're kind of weak at at the moment. And I think Andre Drummond is not a bad guy to have on, on that team. It definitely would fill a fill a need. I tell so, you. Right. I think Andre Drummond would be huge for Toronto mainly because um, I think uh, Siakam has shown his inconsistency. Um, mm-hmm. So it would take the pressure off him immensely because Drummond can go and get you 25 and 10 a night. Um, so the pressure wouldn't be fully on Kyle Lowry to get 30 a night or, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, right. anybody, uh, Fred Van Vliet to come off and, and try to get you 25 off the bench. Um, Andre Drummond would help out a lot in that respect. But my question to you would be, um, let's just play, let's play with this Toronto idea. Cause I, I did put you on the spot. So let's play with Toronto. Oh. What would you ask for if you're Cleveland? Oh, fuck. Um, at this point, I'm trying to get rid of it. Just get rid of them. I would like something of value. You don't want to dump them. <laughs> I mean, I would say because gotta, Toronto's not that good this year, definitely a draft pick. Um, uh, like a pretty significantly high one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, all right. So if you're Cleveland and you're, you're Detroit, you do want to get rid of these guys for sure, but not at the, the luxury of the other team. So it's like, yeah, I want to get them <laughs> off my roster, but you're still going to compensate me very well. So yeah. like maybe a protected future first or some shit. Right. <laughs> And, and I got to see what salaries match. Cause I, I don't know how much Andre is making at the moment. Um, shit. Man, these things are sent Um <laughs> Phones, bro. <laughs> Andre Drummond is making 20. Oh, he's a free off. Definitely don't know about a future first then. <laughs> he's always, he's going to be a free agent next year. Um, yeah, but if you're Toronto, you need, you need that guy. Yeah, so- I'm not kidding. First though, there's gotta be cheaper options out there. Um, let me see. Damn it! What the hell? Um, yeah, he's making twenty-eight mil. What does Toronto have? Let's look at it. 
I know Toronto Highlands, I don't know what they make. Uta, Lowry, Van Bleet, Siakam, Powell, Baines. Fuck. Keep Boucher. Man, they really have a lot of nothing. Like, yeah. cheap contracts. Like, maybe you throw in Baines. Maybe just ship out Baines, you know? So, um, and you nothing. don't think Cleveland would ask for uh, uh, Watanobi? Oh, it doesn't matter if they want him. They're not going to get him. <laughs> so you're saying Toronto's not that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can have Stanley Johnson. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Take Stanley Johnson and shut up. Yeah. Um, Patrick McCall. Enjoy him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. So we, we don't have to dig too much into this. I'll revisit because we'll hear a lot within the next week. Uh by the time we, we look to do this episode again. We'll have heard something more concrete, um, so that'll mm-hmm. give that'll give us time to kind of evaluate a little bit more. So I don't want to put you on the spot. Just thought I would bring it up because we know the news came out today. Um, if look, he doesn't get traded, there's a good chance he might get bought out. No, Andre Drummond, I 100% could see being bought out, a thousand percent. I'm saying the Blake situation is a lot more. Uh, that's a lot more difficult to do if you're Detroit because of uh, the salary. Um, that's a lot of money that you're just kind of going, all right, bye. Um, so I don't see that happening, but the Drummond one. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, I can see them just agreeing to let him go. Um, before we move out of NBA, I did want to say, I'm starting to feel like Kevin Love just does not want to regain his, uh, his star status that he had in Minnesota. I think he's really content with just being a guy on the team. He's not doing. He's not playing. That, he that's what want, I'm saying. He doesn't want to be there. That's what it's like. Blake. He's like next week we'll hear a story about him doing the same thing. I'm just not coming back. <laughs> like so, so, so you do think it's more? Because let me say the way I was looking at it. I was looking at it more to where it's like I haven't heard anything up, like about Kevin Love necessarily wanting out. Um, so I just viewed it as like Kevin Love is just you know not really that interested. Like. You know, he plays, he plays, doesn't, he doesn't, just doesn't really care. Um, because remember, this has been an issue. Well, not an issue, but he's been um, for a while. Fucking told him to sign that motherfucker for that many years. I completely agree. I'm 100% with you. Um, but to me, I think he's grown so far out of who mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, possible to, to get back to that. Right. I mean, it's possible to at least gain respectability again. They'll never be stars again. But right. I mean, at least competent starters, I think they still have it in them. Sure. It's just a matter sure. of getting minutes <laughs> and yeah. caring about where they're at. You know, they probably I, want to be on contenders. I just, I mean, I know. But if they want their money. Uh, <laughs> I know I look at the situation and go, I have no idea where Kevin Love or Blake Griffin can end up. I remember I was saying a few years ago, uh, Kevin Love would have been amazing in uh, Portland. But now yeah. it's like, where would you put him? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're now. yeah I mean, not like, that he wouldn't fit because he fit. Kevin Love fit anyway. Oh, agreed. <laughs> rebound, agreed. And he could shoot. <laughs> agreed. So, I, I, mean, I know. I tell you what. If he's bought out, look for Golden State immediately, like oh, immediately, yeah. like like the very next second to go after Kevin. Oh yeah. He'd be a crazy small ball center too, because of the fact that he's got great outlet passes and shit. For sure. And what would make if you're Kevin Love, you're not thinking this year. If you're Kevin Love, you're thinking 
Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kelly Oubre, Draymond, and obviously, you know, Wiseman, but, you know, love being the potential death lineup that they play to, to close out games, depending on, you know, how big of a leap Wiseman makes. Um, but I tell you what, Steve Kerr would, that's a wet dream for Steve Kerr, <laughs> to have a guy like Love that can mm-hmm. knock down those threes when Curry and, and uh, Clay start to get doubled. Oh, man, just thinking of it is making me sick. But anyway, um, yeah, so we'll worry more about those guys when we hear a little bit more. But uh, those are definitely some of the, the faces to keep an eye out for. for sure. um, I haven't really heard any more, any more talks about Bradley Beal, um, obviously outside of people look like looking for him and the Wizards kind of just going, yeah, I really like their offers. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that as Nick fans for sure. But um, oh, sorry. Also in that in that article, they brought up Lonzo's name, uh, attaching him and uh, Drummond to um, uh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I heard Chicago was also interested in Lonzo. So that's we'll crazy. See. That's crazy. I mean, it would work for sure. But to me, my biggest question is. You're going after Lonzo, knowing that you're nine times out of ten going to lose Levine and Markinen. What do you? Why would you bring him in to rebuild? Because he's still young. If I'm Lonzo and I get traded there and then I become a free agent, no way in hell I resign there. No one wants to go to Chicago. (laughs) Chicago. I mean, they're they're gonna as long as they they got to play well first. Then people will give a shit. That's just like us. Like no one wants to come to New York, but they start playing well. Things change. Fair, very fair. But I would definitely <laughs> say if you're Chicago, you got to try to keep one of those two guys for sure. Um, oh, let's see. But um, all right, let's move on. Um, football, we're not really interested in. Uh, JJ Watt got released. Um, Stephen A. Smith is one of the worst trade uh, trade initiators in in probably media history. His three team trade. Uh, involving um, Sam Darnold, uh, Deshaun Watson, and it was somebody else. It was just – it was idiotic. It was just like Stephen A. Smith. Football's hard to, to like – you can't do crazy trades that like you do in basketball because they're even more unrealistic in football because at the end of the day, it's like a pick. <laughs> like right. Three picks, four picks here, something like that. It's rarely player for player. And if that it is a player, it's like – um. Um, that 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 trade that happened recently, what was it? Goff and um, damn, what's his name? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, 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 shit, Stafford. Stafford, yeah. Well, like that that made sense because I mean, they can use a starter for now. Goff is an, as a stopgap, so he's not a bad player either. Um, but Stafford's you know the better player. At least you look at it that way. And Detroit gets that plus, um, picks. You know what I mean? So the picks yeah. is really the game when it comes to football. I'm trying to look it up. Oh, here's here's what this freaking idiot said. Um, uh, he's saying trade Deshaun Watson to Dallas for Dak Prescott. Dallas? Yeah. Fuck out of here. I don't want to see them get any happiness. Well, you know what's, you know what's frustrating about him saying that, Joel? He's what? a Giants fan. No, he's not. He's a fake Giants fan that's more of a Steelers fan. I don't disagree with you. I'm only going off of what the man says. He says he's a Giants fan. He uh, is, but is but you know because he had to pick a side when Max got there, and they can't both be Giants fans. So he's leaned more towards the Steelers the last right. couple of years. Right. I um, get it. I understand. 
I, I, to me, if, if I'm the Cowboys, if I'm the Cowboys, I say yes. If I'm the Texans, I say yes. Um, I just have no interest in seeing that happen. Uh, only because I'm biased. I want New England to either get Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson. Um, so I look at it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to reward Houston for being garbage and lucking up on Deshaun Watson. And I damn sure don't want to see the Cowboys ever come back to relevancy. So it's like. I'm happy where they're at. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that for either one of them. I'll bet Dak Prescott. If anything, and I know you won't like it, I hope Dak Prescott says F Cowboys and goes right to Washington. That'd be um, nice. Even I don't like Washington either. <laughs> no, I, I get that completely. But the only reason I want that is that's one of those franchises that deserves better, um, but has just been incompetent from top to bottom. I view Washington very similar to how I view Phoenix. Um, and you know, I used to love Phoenix, but it just run poorly. It just is. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. Just run poorly. Um, but I right, we're not really stay on football. I just thought that was hilarious that he's like, yeah, giants, giants, but yeah, let's give our, our rival, one of the hottest young quarterbacks out there. It's like, yeah, really. all right, that was really stupid. Um, but all right, let's move on to our real world of, uh, geek them, Joel. We got a Zack Snyder <gasps> Justice League. Okay. Oot, 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 oot. Let me say what annoys me about Zack Snyder, right? Let's we do got it, yeah. a trailer. We got a trailer for Justice, uh, his Justice League before. Okay. It always, because he did this when the theatrical version of um, Justice League was coming out. So at Comic-Con, there's a trailer, right? And everybody got it. We got it. The people there got it. And then months later, he's like, the first official trailer for Justice League. And I'm like, what the hell was the one you gave us a few months ago then? Like, what do you, and then when you look, they, they classify it as Comic-Con exclusive trailer. And it's like, it's, that was the first trailer. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? So I'm watching this trailer and he opens it with the first official trailer for it. And I'm like, didn't I? Yeah, Caesars before. <laughs> like, <laughs> To me, it's it's so small, but it just always confuses me when he says it. I'm just like, what the hell was I supposed to expect from the last one you gave me? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we got the trailer. Um, very well shot trailer. I got to say this, man, and, and I'm not defending the Snyder uh, cult at all. You know how much I dislike them. Um, I see a lot of people saying they don't get the difference between the theatrical version and this version, and I'm like, I don't get what they don't get it's like all right I say this all the time right I I actually said this on a podcast we did Saturday I said um because someone was asking me what do I prefer the theatrical BVS or the extended cut and I say to me I I, I classify it all as as the same thing only because the theatrical uh, the extended cut gave us like 15 to 20 minutes tops of just extra footage right so to me was it needed for sure but i don't classify it as two different movies this seems like two different movies (laughs) like this doesn't seem like the footage that we just didn't get right so that's why i'm like it's it's definitely it's like all right it's not a different movie in the sense of the uh the plot like the plot still seems to be stephen wolf trying to get the mother boxes, Justice League has to assemble and defeat him. Genuinely the same story, but... 
right very differently approached very differently <laughs> right so to me that is that is the definition of different bvs theatrical and bvs extended cut is not different it's just what was cut out <laughs> it's a, it's addition there's like there's right. more it's just it, right. there's more scenes that flesh out the story more but it like the it's basically the same movie but it's exactly it's just fleshed out it's a better movie like old ultimate edition is a better version of the, it's 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 the full movie it's the correct way to watch it you know right um the extra half hour actually makes the movie better <laughs> right right and i i like i said i don't disagree with that at all but i i would never see that as two different movies um but anyway mm. we get we get the uh the trailer i i really did enjoy this trailer um i think i literally almost had a full-on seizure seeing uh granny goodness yeah and the only reason i flipped out seeing her is I am really curious how Ava DuVernay feels about um, seeing Dark Side, seeing Granny Goodness, knowing yeah. that this is a story she's creating. Um, so I'm very curious if that's just going to be a, a blurry shot of, of her rather than being like an up-close talking role. Because, um, you know, obviously there's been no casting for New Gods. Um right. And, you know, obviously she's going to want to cast who she wants. So this right, is really right. interesting. So I just, I was really shocked. I, I was just like, wow, chef's kiss that he, uh, that he added her in. Cause that's a deep cut. That's not. I say, I say, let him do it. Look, this is a cut that everyone wanted. Let him put in whatever the fuck he wanted. For sure. If it's, For sure. if it's a cul-de-sac, then why do we care? It doesn't matter. Cause the, it, it's not going anywhere. Like you said, absolutely. it's just for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm just saying, I wonder like, if like if she saw that and was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um, but I, I really did like this trailer. Um, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go in depth, and then I'll, I'll I'll talk more about my theory about the end of that trailer. But really oh. great trailer. Um, thought it was awesome. But uh, your thoughts? No, I thought it was also a great trailer. Um, had to watch it twice because I was like, wow, like I'm like. I had to like digest it all, like because it was like kind of surreal seeing Dark Side, like in all his glory. Because that we saw the one scene in the in the past shot when we saw him in the armor, and you said seeing Granny Goodness in the side right next to him. I'm like, that's so. This is just a beautiful shot. You know what I mean? And walking down the the aisle with the fucking parademons surrounding it. I'm like, that is a cool ass shot. Uh, and then seeing the fucking. Uh, bat tank thing the war machine that batman is on another like we saw that clip earlier actually in the week we did give us a little small clip but that was really cool because that's literally straight out of the fucking dark knight returns but yeah looks yep. much bigger though <laughs> way um, bigger way 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 <laughs> yeah, this thing is made for taking out whatever the fuck um <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess makes sense going go, you know you can't go in there with nothing right no. um so I mean, there was so many like, great shots. Superman in the black suit, more more of those shots. Uh, Cyborg going buck wild and flying around. Some really cool. There was this really weird shot with the Flash that looked like otherworldly. Like I'm not knowing what the fuck is going on in that shot, but it was really yeah, cool to see that scene. There was actually when you freeze frame, there's actually a shot that it looks like Flash is like running behind Cyborg but through mm -hmm. the speed force so i'm like is this like is that part of what i think zach was leading to which was you know they don't yeah. win and flash has a kind of reset things yeah um, i want i wonder how much of that we get 
like that whole apocalypse or the the what's it called the nightmare um scenario (laughs) i'm assuming not a lot but way more than we got oh hell yeah (laughs) way way more than we got (laughs) because Uh they have whole new characters now (laughs) (laughs) i i know you love the shot and you, you you spoke about it briefly but i know you love the shot of um superman like using his his laser beams and just like punching someone really hard the heat vision but, yes, yes really like nice. <laughs> that is that is superman in all of his glory right there like that's how he should look not like yes i want my superman happy but um the way zach built him i'm like i want more of that intensity more of that that fire in him like nah man let me handle business before i put a smile on my face um, so it looks like obviously this will not be a quippy Superman. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we're getting the one necessary. I don't think he's gonna be super uh, aggy, angry one. But when he got no, gets no, out no. of business, he's got to take care of business. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he'll be angry either. I'm just saying he was very, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, quippy when he came into the the final battle. Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. this looks like that won't be that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, I'm on watch I'm watching Justice League this week at some point, the theatrical cut. So like I can't wait to like watch it and then like digest it and then like see the new one in a couple of weeks. So, like, all right, now what changed? Everything. Everything changed. Literally everything. Um, it, it's like the, the girl asking Thanos, like, what did it cost you? Everything. It's like every everything is different now. Well, um, that's good. My no, my well, like you know my stance on the on the Snyder cut. Like, like I, I'm still I'm excited for it because we've been waiting a long time for it. Uh, I never really needed it, but I'll take it. Um, and I'm I, I love everything I've seen so far. And of course, we already know that the Martian Manhunter is in it. But at the end of the day, this movie, as good as it might be, is still going to be incomplete without a Green Lantern. So unless there is a Green Lantern, I'm still going to feel that way at the end of the day. But Based on like his fucking um, the merchandise that he's selling, he has all those logos. The Green Lantern logo is on there, so I don't know what's what's up with that, but I'm keeping an eye out. <laughs> I I don't disagree with you, but and I'm not saying you are. So let me make that very clear. But I'm not. I don't. I won't feel that strongly watching this only because. We know clear as day that it was part of his plans to give us Green Lantern. Um, so if he doesn't have it in this, that speaks more to the fact that he wasn't able to flesh out what he wanted to do with with this arc. Uh, you know, rather than him just not finding Green Lantern to be that important. Uh, well, it, 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 that's exactly what he did when he decided not to make him a core member of this team. That's how I look at it. Fair, fair, fair. So you okay? No, okay, all right, okay. I can't argue that. Yeah, because no like, if you're gonna give me like the only the fucking Green Lantern I see is in the in that past scene, <laughs> and that's it. That's not that's not sufficient. Um, I I need some representation. He's a he's a core member of the team. So for me, it's always gonna feel incomplete without that uh, without the Green Lantern. For me, you know, he's that important to that to, to that team. Okay, like I said, I I I now understand where you're coming from, and, and I I don't disagree now. Um, but okay, so now my conspiracy theory, right? Uh huh. Now, 
we obviously saw the theatrical nightmare scene where Superman captures Batman. Well, not physically, but, you know, he has his people capture Batman. It's right. a setup. Uh, he kills two of Batman's soldiers and then punctures Batman's lung and then he wakes up, right? Right, right. So, and you know where my mind went as soon as I saw Joker, part of that that nightmare scene. Mm-hmm. Um, my mind immediately went to, Zach might give us Superman ripping his arms through Joker's chest. We may get that. We may get this all, like, part of this started because of the because here's here's what here's where my mind went why would joker need to be in a nightmare scene obviously it's batman's nightmare so joker obviously has always played a part in that but the nightmare is about the end of the world right joker doesn't bring the end of the world so what role does he truly possess other than could it be that um because remember superman's gripe with batman in the theatrical version was um wasn't it lois somehow well lois i mean i think the whole point of the whole nightmare scene is that uh they lose and lois dies and then that's kind of how superman turns right but I'm, i'm saying i think he specifically in that moment blamed batman for it I mean, it's possible, but I don't. I still don't remember. Because all Batman did in the theatrical version was bring Lois to Clark. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, not Justice League. BVS. I'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. when Superman held him, held him captive. I think he broke his lung. Be, I, I'm trying to remember specifically, Joel, and I'm sorry. Um, I don't remember the, the dialogue between the two. Yeah, I think it had something to do with her. Um, it always comes down to her, though. That's the right. point. So I'm thinking it could very well be that the um, that moments before Darkseid took over, like the entire world, um, that in Zach's in Zach's movie, that they initiated injustice before the events of the end of the world is what I'm saying. So I think it's very uh-huh. possible Joker still had something to do with the death of Lois. Superman then blaming Batman for that. Um, and then in the weakest time of the Justice League is when Darkseid initiates his all-out attack that completely wipes out everything. Um, so as soon as I saw Joker, and that line he had, by the way, there were two lines in this trailer that just really uh, struck me. The first one was, don't go charging at the bull um, <laughs> without, yeah. you know, without that red cape. And, and I loved it because they kind of show um, – what's his name lunging lunging at the justice league and then yeah. they show superman's cape and i was just like that was yeah. beautiful i really like that um but Very good I, work, right but i love the 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 play on words of we're a society that has lost honor it's gone like there is no more honor and yeah. i took that to the joker kind of telling batman to welcome to his world welcome to a world that has no honor like all no. that all that I'm not gonna kill, you know, I'm a good guy. All that doesn't matter when there's nothing. Like welcome to the world of bad guys, Batman. No. <laughs> um, so I love that. I also love that it seems like Zach um caked up his Joker so much so that he lo- uh he covers his tattoos, uh his facial tattoos. There's no damage on his forehead. Yeah, no tats. What we've seen, yeah. Right. There's no J on his cheek. Yeah, it's just uh, scars. Uh, right, it's just scars. Right. 
So, I mean, I like this. And it looks it looks as if – I know a lot of people are saying it looks like the same outfit from Suicide Squad. No. It does? Well, remember when he uh, he rescued Harley at the end? No. In the SWAT unit. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm saying it looks more – Because wearing a bulletproof vest. That's very lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are very lazy. I'm going more so with the idea that it looks like Batman was uh, holding him in protective custody. Um, looks like he pulled him out of Arkham Asylum when his all his like uh, his his get up and they put a vest on him. That's it. <laughs> oh, fair, fair. Um, yeah, you know, I I just dove deeper in that. I'm like, maybe Batman was like keeping him safe from something, and it's now not safe. So it's like you got to come with yeah. me. Um, I don't think he's keeping Joker safe from shit. <laughs> not that not especially that Batman. What the fuck you care about Joker? That's why I'm one worried. Like, why are they teaming up? You know. I mean, yeah. Well, yes, that is the biggest question for sure. That will always be the biggest question. Why the hell would he want to team up with him? Well, I know. Um, I think um, what's an Amir is supposed to be a part of that team too. Oh boy. Yeah, because I think Wonder Woman is dead. Man is dead. The outcry. I'm just saying. That's that's a, that's, a, that's what I've heard. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Uh, no, but I, I I really did like this. I thought this was great. Um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. So remember how I kept telling? I think we were saying this to Tia. I think, or maybe it wasn't Tia, but how everyone kept saying because remember I kept saying you know Batman and Joker have never interacted uh, in the DCEU, and people kept telling me, oh, he was on the hood of the car. That's not an interaction. I don't care. <laughs> there was no. <laughs> Hey Batman! Oh, hey Joker! We're gonna fight. It was more so. I'm chasing you. You got away. I I took Harley as collateral. That's that. No. So I felt I felt vindicated when Zach comes out and he's like, Batman and Joker need to interact. It's like, yeah, he gets it. Like, like he understands. Yes, they need to interact because everything Zach did in BVS completely made no sense <laughs> because we see them. And it doesn't look like Batman's intent was to stop Joker by every means necessary in, in the moment of that, right? Like, the mm-hmm. anger just didn't seem there. So it's like, wait a minute. Robin's dead. Joker did it. Suicide Squad reminded us that Joker did it. And Joker and Harley did it, I'm sorry, which is different from the comics. Mm-hmm. And it just, there was no hate. <laughs> there was none. And it's like, I'm so confused. So maybe we get a little bit more dialogue of maybe Joker kind of expressing maybe, you know, maybe either teasing Batman about it or maybe apologizing about it in this movie. Um, I just want to hear more dialogue about it, you know? We got nothing. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. Uh, I just know that we're finally going to have them talking to each other for the first time ever. <laughs> which, which, when you say that, how how crazy does that sound to you when you say that? Like when you're hearing, oh, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But that's how weird this fucking movie universe has been. It's been all out of sort, you know. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, I want more." I'm like, "No, I want to move forward." Because we've been living in like a limbo for the last four years. That's what it feels like. No, I completely agree with that, and it's just frustrating because it's like, <laughs> to some people, they don't care, but they don't understand how just depressing it is to know that you have Batman and Joker in the same movie and they never interact. That's it's, insane to me. <laughs> That's I mean, insane. Well, there was plans for more. That's the problem. There was that, that the plans there, that was just supposed to be a small teaser and then Batman was that was a movie, yada, yada, yada. 
And look, all these years later, there is a Batman movie, but it's not with Ben Affleck. And this is it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. (laughs) It's just all confusing. And hopefully this does change the mind for a lot of people that were very low on Jared Leto's Joker, you know? Yeah, um, I still fully believe he was not given enough screen time to love or hate it. I agree. I really, I really like this new look. I love this new look. This looks like the Joker. You know, this is like this is this is more of the look that a lot of people were asking for the first go around. Even though I did not have a problem with how he looked in Suicide Squad, yeah. um, what I <clears throat> want people to understand is. This isn't an aged Joker. This is an alternate reality Joker. This is a nightmare scene. So this isn't like, oh, this is Joker five, ten years from now. No, this is maybe an alternate reality of what Joker had always looked like. Uh, because, again, there's no tattoos. So it shows you it's clearly not the same Joker, just the same actor playing Joker. Um, I don't so even give a fuck if it is or not. His tats are gone cool. So you didn't like the tats? No, I was never a big fan. I don't hate it. I didn't hate them, but I, I, I got over it. But I, I prefer them without the tats. Yeah, I just, I told you, it's always to me, I took it, I took it for what, uh, what's his name said it was, which was a modern day version of Joker, which is, yes, I, I don't know if you've seen yeah. how, how douchey and idiotic these, these kids look now, but they got, oh, I know. I, I, I just don't see the Joker as an idiotic rapper, you know. Uh, well, sure. Fair, fair. <laughs> if you wanted to go a modern day take on what a Joker would look like taking over a city, it very much, especially if he's supposed to be that young. Um, yeah, that's probably what he was. Not like. young. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm not. Saying, that young. I'm not saying Jared Leto. I'm saying this Joker is supposed to be a, a younger portrayal. Like, how old was Jack Nicholson when he did Joker? In his thirties? Oh, oh, not in his thirties. He was older. He was older than yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, all right. So, anything else you want to say about the this trailer we got? It was good. It was a very good trailer. Yeah, yeah. Give me Green Lantern or give me Death. <laughs> very, uh, Just don't put all your eggs in the basket for, <laughs> for Green Lantern. Yeah, I'm, I'm the. Uh, I'm I, I, I don't want to have Death. <laughs> no, I'm definitely looking forward to not seeing the Green Lantern in this movie and being very upset at the end of it. Like this is great, but it's missing something. I mean, it's very likely that we saw the the logo on the merchandise because we have a more recognizable Green Lantern during the Great War. Um, maybe that's oh, why. No, I hope not. That that's I'd fight somebody. No, that's not where I want to see the Green Lantern in like a thousand years earlier. Well, I'm just saying it, and I, then have his symbols with the rest of the Justice League a thousand years later. Does that make sense to you? Of course not, but I where would where would they put him in this? Like I don't know. I don't even know they're gonna have a Martian Manhunter. They put him in there, so well we can assume the Martian. They can Manhunter. figure it out. All right, then let me ask you this: They have Hal Jordan, but he's not like he is Green Lantern, but we don't see him suited up. It's just literally Hal Jordan. That's not Green. You okay with that? No. Okay then. So what I'm saying is Martian Manhunter won't be part of the the. But we're gonna see him in this Martian Manhunter glory. Right. I just, I, I don't know where, I mean, I guess he could be like an end credit scene, but that would piss me off because we're nowhere closer to yeah. <laughs> a Green Lantern corpse movie. So it's like, all right, you give me That's that. Core. Like, core. What did I say? Corpse. Oh, well, how's it spelled? It's not, that's not how you pronounce it. You care? How's it spelled? It's core, C-O-R-P, period. Well, tell them to spell it C-O-R-E. Stop giving me corpse. 
Of course. C-O-R-P-S, period. That's how it's pronounced. That's how you spell it. Because it, it's it's the core. That's how it's, that's how it's pronounced. I hate them. Just make it C-O-R-E. Oh, just say it right, for God's sakes. <laughs> no. No. Same with GIF. I'm putting it in the it's same not. bubble. It's GIF. That's how you pronounce it. Putting it in the same bubble. Um, give it a J then. But anyway, um, I do hope. I'm looking at one of my posters now where I'm looking at Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Superman, Aquaman, and for some strange reason, again, Cyborg. Um, so, so yeah. at what? I'm looking at a poster that I have in my room of uh, the new 52 lineup. Yeah, because that's that was that is Jeff Johns Justice League reboot. Right. So I mean, Hal Jordan's in there in all his glory. So it's like to think- he chose to go with Hal Jordan over you know John Stewart, and he chose Cyborg over Martian Manhunter. To think that Zack Snyder's uh, universe was supposed to be the new 52 lineup. To think that in the DCE we got a Shazam. Before we got a Green Lantern is probably more of one of the more frustrating things ever. We got a shut in DC. <laughs> it's just like you know how disrespectful that is to, to Green Lantern that you gave us Shazam first. Yeah. I mean, we're still Green Lantern. Like it's just it's just because of all that, because of the Ryan Reynolds movie. And I'm like, that's some bullshit. That's why I always said it, like the whole rumors of Ryan Reynolds come back as Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut. That would have been gangster, just to like redeem Brian Ryan's fucking Green Lantern. I mean, we still don't know that it's not happening. I guess. I guess true. You know, we'll find out. But I do believe Zach has some um some surprises under his under uh under his sleeve. So I'll. Oh do- yeah, we didn't know about Granny Goodness. So. Right. So I'll do what I do best, which is avoid Twitter, which will give you spoilers like there's no tomorrow. Um, so I'll continue to do that, which I'm really shocked. Everyone keeps telling me there's WandaVision spoilers. I've not come across yeah. any of them. I mean, I'm not. I see that too, but I'm like, I never see any of these spoilers. Me neither. I'm not looking for them either, but I'm saying I haven't. But yeah, I've, usually I've they're right there for us to look at. Yeah. Right. So, so I guess they're being respectful, I guess. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take respectful spoilers any day of the week. Just don't, don't spoil me unwillingly. Um, I got mad at you when when all you did was show me the empty toy box. I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be surprised, but then Kanan was were, that was but that was our thing. That was what we were suspecting. No, trust me. Part of me was like, yes. The other half was like, I kind of wanted to see it manifest rather than confirm my my suspicions that I had from well before uh, the show actually started. Mm. Um, but speaking of WandaVision, let's let's jump right into that. Let, let, let's jump into this week's episode. We're jumping. Um, this was beautiful. This was Wasn't beautiful. That? Um, I know, Joel, you thought the same thing I thought, which was mm-hmm. accuracy means everything in comic book shows and yeah. movies. Respect, because that's what it just it shows respect to the you know the what came before. Right. And to see how how dope her children looked (laughs) just really put a big smile on my face more so than than vision um or or wanda and that's not that's not even because we we saw what they you know what they were going to look like beforehand Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just more so you very easily could have skipped over that or messed that up and mainstream wouldn't have cared because they wouldn't have known that's a deep cut for us. Like that's not for anyone else. That's for us. That's for fans. 
Um, because you know, obviously, mainstream has no idea. So no idea, right? to see how good they looked and to see how cool their powers looked was just really awesome. Um, so I, I give them all the credit in the world for that. I, I personally loved it. Um, I want to bring up this one thing before I pass it to you to give you your thoughts on um episode. On, on the episode. I literally almost almost called you to share my frustration, right? So we're doing the um we're doing the live, right? And obviously towards the end we see that Wanda expanding, I called it the hex expansion, her right. hex expanding, um taking out uh taking in Darcy, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously we see whatever Wanda did to Monica is doing exactly what me and you speculated about, but I more so was hoping they didn't go that route because it just opens up a can of worms. But yeah. uh, apparently Wanda's uh, Wanda's powers can awaken uh, people's uh, innate abilities, right? Right, exactly. So or, well, we don't know about abilities yet. It just it can rearrange your DNA or whatever the fuck. Right, right. I, I think it. I think it just awakens whatever you have dormant, right? So you had it. Just it just awakens it. She can well, do whatever that that seems like the the stone did to her. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. So she can't give you powers. It's just you had it, but it was it was just more dormant. So she just kind of right. awoken it. Um, right. but someone said. Uh, well, what if what if they give Darcy abilities? I was just oh. like, mm. hope not. <laughs> Why? They were like, you never know. And I was just like, let me ask you something. You ever you ever watch Flash? And they were like, no, not really. I was just like, yeah, Flash oh. ruined that for me. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, Flash gave Everybody. every friend Barry has powers. I don't like that because then it strips away the need for like for the main hero. Because yeah. the main hero is supposed to, oh man, Cisco's in trouble. All he can do is type. Let me go save him. Now nah, I don't need to. He can open a breach, save himself. Oh, let me go save. Nope, don't got to. I don't like that. Don't just start giving people powers. Mm. It's like, it's well, like- look, if you're going to say that about Darcy, then you got to say about all the fucking clowns, too. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, I look at that the same way you look at when I asked you why they don't, why they don't um, have more championships. Because you said it would then take away from the main ones if you're just yeah. giving everybody championships. It's true. Um, so I, I, I'm with you on that. So for anyone listening, no, Darcy will not have powers. You might get Darcy as two broke girls, but you won't get Darcy with powers. Uh, it's not necessary. It really isn't. It, it'd be the stupidest thing, even if it's just temporary. It'd just be stupid. Because right now, Monica's on like borderline. Like It's changing right now. So she went in twice. I went in and out. So she went through that thing twice. Right. She's the only one. You know what I mean? Right. And I and still I, got, I still got, because I, I brought on someone new, Trayvon, um, who joined us. He said the same thing Leo keeps saying, that there's no way that you expand it and it doesn't, it doesn't touch um, Kamala Khan. And I'm like, stop it. We need Kamala Khan to, to enter us into a why? new phase. Within- first of all, we don't, we don't know, first of all. Uh, where in Jersey this is. And it looks more like South Jersey than any place. Right. Uh, we don't know how far it's expanded. And she lives in North Jersey. Right. You know what I mean? I just, to me, to me, regardless of where she is, she is supposed to usher us into a new phase, which is... But a- look, 
but here's the thing. You don't have to worry about it. You know why you don't have to worry about it? Because everybody around her would get powers too, Juan. Do you understand how that doesn't make sense? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, no, no, well, no. So they, I think what they're alluding to is maybe she might be like Monica to where they're dormant and then this just brings it out. But that, um, that would make her a mutant and I don't think they're going to do that. I agree. I completely agree with you. Now um, they go and make Monica a mutant. Okay. So that's explaining mutants. That's a whole other thing now. You know, you're changing things now. Right. I mean, you're, intru- you're introducing something now that's different. Right. You know, that the mutants are being introduced to the world differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I just, to me, like I, like I told you before, I, I said this before. I said, if you do it for Monica, it's going to open up a can of worms. You're going to have people that don't really understand it that will now just think Wanda can just give everybody powers. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's a can of worms. I just didn't want them. But, but that's the thing too. I think it's smart that if it works for Monica that way, she's different. Why? Cause she's a mutant, but no one knows what the fuck mutants are yet. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, so why still, isn't it working? Let's say Darcy doesn't get power. You're like, why didn't it work for Darcy? Cause she's not a mutant. <laughs> right. Right. I just, I didn't want them to open up a can of worms that would just spiral for us to have to, explain to people you know yeah i don't like, like no i don't like i don't like these magic uh fucking random shit getting powers now this was i was really hoping we would kind of exasperate her powers in captain marvel 2 right like she she got it from doing something there rather than us giving it to her now well, she's gonna have her own show before captain marvel 2 oh no 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 i'm sorry i i apologize i meant monica i meant monica Oh, Monica. Oh, yeah, that's possible. I was hoping that Monica got her powers in Captain Marvel 2 rather than WandaVision. So that way we didn't have to go through explaining anything. Like, oh, you know, an accident happened and that's how she got it. Um, But with Wanda doing it, you're not going to have people like, well, did she wake up all the mutants that were in? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) um, But last thing before I pass it to you, did you catch the... um, the X-Men, I, I say it's the X-Men uh, one wink with the uh, the street sign. No, what was, what was, what was that? Uh, the street where uh, Vision was talking to um, Agnes. Uh, it said Ellis Street. No, I didn't catch it. Ellis is a nod to... Um, Ellis Island? Yes, to Ellis Island from the first X-Men. Uh, that, that's what I say. Now, obviously, we won't know till someone official confirms it, but that's no. where my mind went because to me it, it kind of made sense to where it's like remember the plot of that of that specific scene in that first movie they were trying to make everyone mutants right mm-hmm. it's like well if you're now telling me wanda has the ability to awaken mutants it's like that would be a pretty cool nod if, if, if that's what the nod is but to me I you don't just you don't just Dallas island's it. also a real it's a real island Right. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've actually went there on school trip. <laughs> and you're like, I was where the X-Men were. <laughs> no, well, it was before the X-Men movie came out. So I didn't really get to enjoy it that way. <laughs> wow. Damn. Um, but no, that, that's just how I saw it. I, again, to me, I, I'm like, this show doesn't put things in certain places for no reason. Um, so that's just where my mind went. But anyway, Joel, your thoughts on this episode six. Of WandaVision. It's great. It was great. Like from the beginning, the whole Malcolm in the Middle esque intro to the kids talking to them, like the, the camera. Uh, and Pietro acting mass shady and shit on you know, the background. <laughs> I still do not believe he is the Pietro from any universe. I do. I think he is a, a fraud. Um, and he's said a couple things during this episode that definitely 
made me think otherwise, you know, that, that proved my point. Uh, and I think a lot of people think that way, but there are also people that really want him to be Fox X-Men Quicksilver. Uh, I just don't, I just don't think he is. Um, I love the, the costumes. Like you were saying earlier, the Halloween costumes were fucking on the point. Quick, uh, Scarlet Witch, obviously, Wanda's costume was a money. Uh, Vision's probably looked the worst, but, you know, he's supposed to be apparently a Mexican luchador and not Vision, which is hysterical. <laughs> so I was very, very curious as to what the fuck he was supposed to be. So I'm glad they explained it as he's supposed to be a luchador, which is pretty funny. Um <sighs> They didn't explain who, who Pietro was supposed to be, other than the fact that he was this classic Quicksilver, and then his, his little nephew was too, uh, which is a nod to both of those characters. And then, of course, uh, randomly, um, Billy was dressed as his his comic accurate costume, but he never explains who what he is. I guess he's a sorcerer or something. Because um, I know some people were like, "Is he just, he's supposed to be like dressed as Doctor Strange?" I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> just no. No, <laughs> no, he is not. Um, but he definitely is Wiccan, uh, and of course, we'll get Wiccan and Speed in the future. Uh, but I loved seeing their, their Halloween costumes and them hanging out around Halloween and automatic and all like we go from last week's episode where there's no kids to this week's episode, it's just all kids, you know what I mean? Like, where have these kids been hiding, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very curious how that works too, because there was no kids for the longest time aside from the twins um are these kids real you know what i mean because like just like the the, the people in, in the town are they real people that were in town already and they were just sleeping or like i'm very curious as to how they explain that shit there's so many things we just don't know yet it's mm-hmm. it's kind of frustrating but it's also like so curious to see how they explain everything I did um, see someone draw really quickly. I did see someone draw parallels to obviously we just saw Spider-Man casted someone as a uh, detective and yes, you yes. see the uh, set photos. It's a board that has a lot of missing kids posters. Um, uh-huh. Now, if Westview is supposed to it's supposed to be South Jersey, as you know, Joel, South Jersey is not far at all from New York City. Um, so could some of these kids be missing kids, like real kids that were sucked into this, maybe on vacation or something like that? Um, yeah. And they're, they've now gone missing. Um, Possible. You know? So I'm like, I mean, again, I, and here's the biggest thing that I said, Joel, because we were talking about, do we think the end credit scene for WandaVision would lead directly into Doctor Strange 2 or Spider-Man 3? I said I think it'll lead directly into Doctor Strange 2 only because the original plan was not to have Spider-Man 3 be in this WandaVision circle. Um, I think that was something that once COVID hit and uh, filming kind of was on halt for the, the, the remainder of WandaVision and all of Doctor Strange, I do think someone at Sony probably when they heard like, oh, they're doing multiverse, probably threw this idea at Kevin Feige and he was just like, yeah, no, that works. That's perfect. Um, so I think we'll see more so of crumbs from WandaVision in Spider-Man 3, obviously being Doctor Strange being in it. But I don't think the original plan was for Spider-Man 3 to be part of this, this multiverse of madness. Um, so I'm really curious on how many Easter eggs from WandaVision will now be in Spider-Man. 
Um, cu- curious on your thoughts before you finish up uh, your thoughts on the episode. I don't know. That's the best thing I could say about that. Uh, I, I have a feeling they, they've had this planned out for a while. Oh, really? So you think this was always part of the plan? I'm not saying it's always been a part of the plan. I just think it's it's probably enough now at this point where it's been part of the plan for a while. That If they had to make any adjustments, they could have. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. I'm you know? just saying there is a reason why uh, we only heard of this affecting the show in Doctor Strange 2. And it wasn't because they were just holding on to it. It was because I, I honestly don't think it was like last year, not last year, but the year before when we got the Blade News and Multiverse of Madness. Um, when Sony came up and was in, not not at Comic Con, but when they did, uh, when they were releasing information about, uh, you know, their future plan, they never said anything about Spider Man Three being part of that. Well, um, our issue last that during that time period was really like them keeping Spider Man in the MCU. <laughs> it was like we were like, oh my God, let's hope we don't lose him again because that's what we were fighting for right. during that time period. And then, of course, everything everything worked out, and they resigned. And there's probably been ex- I heard there was an extension, even even uh, a longer extension. I mean, so whatever they worked out, they probably worked out there, you know. And that's how things started to really start like mesh again. Right. Um, no, I just I just wanted to throw that out because you know it, it's possible that could be some of the the strings that connect between WandaVision and Spider Man is those those missing kids. I also yeah. heard, heard a theory that. Um, Vision might not be the only person uh, that Wanda could have maybe revived from the dead. Uh, you know, maybe some some of these townspeople aren't alive. Maybe some of these kids aren't alive. It sounds morbid as hell. Wow. Uh, but we're talking about a lady who <laughs> had sex with a dead man and created babies. So it's like... Well, she didn't have sex, though. She, I, thinks, she thinks she had... Right, some right, of, right. But... Agreed, agreed. But even still... <laughs> very morbid <laughs> so i'm like morbid ain't what they're what they're avoiding in this show um so that's yeah. just another theory to go to uh what you were saying about uh oh and, and last thing um i thought it was very interesting and i i took it a different way when pietro was like no really like how did you make these kids appear mm-hmm. and i took that more so as mephisto in the comics it took a lot for mephisto to just manifest these children like just the two kids <laughs> so it's like if you're strong enough to manifest an entire town of children it's some more power that i need to tap into when it comes to you wanda um so i took that more as like he was really curious like how strong are you like you, you could do that like that's crazy mm-hmm. um but sorry back back to you joel no i don't i don't necessarily disagree mainly because like I keep thinking that, like, until they say otherwise, uh, that this was a self-defense mechanism. Like, that bubble was her to, to, to her protect herself, and um, and that is just it just is what it is. Like now, like he's just going in there and manipulating things because he's kind of co- confused <laughs> as to what the fuck is going on. Right. Uh, but this is her the bubble she's created, and maybe he's working to manipulate her and try to find out more about what the fuck is going on. Because he's trying to, I don't know, absorb her. Maybe he's like feeding off of her and shit like that, uh, and wants to like because th- there's got to be something there that we don't know in terms of like her powers and what they're not explaining. Because there's obviously a base her, and then there's whatever the fuck is happening right now, and like 
wow, how did she go from where she was to this? And like, I think that last commercial gave away something too. Like, if we're, we're talking about commercials and the way everything went, what do the other commercials do that we talked about last week? Uh, r- remind me. The commercials are part of her, her history. You know, her life. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Okay. Right. So that last commercial, we don't know anything about. We, we didn't see that. We haven't seen it yet, at least. Right. Right. But there was a moment she's talking to Pietro where she kind of explains what's happening, what happened in that commercial. Remember where she's like, I feel I felt alone and all that extra shit. Mm-hmm. That that kind of was kind of that moment that she's explaining. She just doesn't get to finish. And then the, the commercial does. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw that as I saw that as I was explaining this. Let me pull out my notes. I was explaining this on, on the show Saturday. I saw that commercial as um, let me see my notes here. I, I wrote it down so I didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I, I saw it as Wanda uh, starving for magic because without it, she feels sh- she'll have to feel the pain. Like the magic is something she's able to use to kind of buffer out the pain. But now it's it's become so out of control that she can't use it necessarily for what she specifically wants to use it for. Like none of this is real. So it's the idea of having the yogurt, but you can't open it. You can't open it. You can't eat it. So it's like you're producing this manifestation of something you desperately want or maybe even need, um, but it's not real. Like it's, it's, it's just a manifestation of, of your mind. So you can't mm-hmm. really have the one thing you desperately need, which is someone, you know, just someone, you know, whether it's your brother or, or the man you fell in love with. Um, so I saw it on a deeper level, but I love where you're going with it to where it's, it's just as simple as Wanda just being really alone. well that's how it starts it's just her grief her grief is how it started she went into a depression and then he came along and tried to feed into it and maybe she went for help and maybe that's where she met agnes you know that's maybe that's where it all started she was learning more about her like the origin of her powers and all this extra shit and then it goes from there like we are we both think that she went to to help a vision not to fuck with sword because we think we think sword is shady and the fact that they're using vision as a weapon right that's why yeah. she went over there to take to save him basically um and then she brought him along and like we don't know the rest but there's a good chance like this is all now just become this convoluted mess but i think it all starts this somebody came along trying to that's you that that she's i guess admit, i don't know if she's admitting it or something but they know she's powerful and they want some of it I, I heard someone say this. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I would love it if it was this. Um, that they think, what's his name? Uh, the the director. What's his name? What's uh, director? Uh, of, of Sword. Uh, it? Oh, Haywood. Hey, Haywood. Um, <laughs> someone said that uh, they think he's Ultron. And, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, now, now, like, just off hearing that, me and you would go, no. But when you think about it, yeah, it could be. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not really subscribing to it. I think he's just like a, a douchebag um, that, you know, and I, I love the points that he made. He's like, you guys had the benefit of just being gone for four years. Some of us had to live through that and it was horrible. Um, so, you know, that could have definitely, between that and the Sokovia Accords, could have warped his mind on the idea of quote-unquote heroes 
Um, so I mean, I I get that. I I I do understand his his hurt in that. But to me, it's like Ultron was purely responsible for giving Scarlet the best and the worst day of her life. The best day being he created Vision. The worst day being he murdered her brother. So I'm yeah. like, it would make sense for Ultron to pop up in the show at some point, whether it's it's real or fake. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm playing with that idea a little bit. I'm like, I wouldn't hate it. Um, cause you know, I, I know you really didn't get into it, but, uh, the Avengers show, uh, the, the newer one, uh, I, did. I finished oh, it. Oh, okay. So you saw when Tony's dad left him that, that AI and then the AI became, became, yeah, that, that's how they explained it. Yes. Right. Right. So I'm like, Ultron clearly can manipulate things to where it's like, it's better suited for him. And he would have a lot of unfinished business with Wanda for sure. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that kind of, he's very important to her story. So I'm like, it would make sense if he pops up, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a nightmare from, from the past or something very brief. So I'm like, I, I don't hate that idea. Um, I'm just not putting my eggs in that basket. Um, but yeah, like, like, like you were saying, it's, and to me, Quicksilver said something, Joel, and I want you to, to give me your thoughts on this. He said something that a lot of people laughed at that I took dead serious. When he well, said, I'm here to cause you great grief, yeah. I didn't take that as a joke. I took that as, no, I've legit been written into this to just purely cause you grief. Right. <laughs> he was brought here to to help. I think the more grief and anger and pain, the 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 bigger it gets, like the more magic she uses, the more uh, she, like this, this, whatever the fuck this is goes on and whoever is there is feeding off of it can probably eat more or whatever the fuck. Uh, so they're probably push, they're pushing her now, but they're also curious as to what the fuck is going on. <laughs> right. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, I also have here, I also thought, uh, remember how, cause you know, it's very Malcolm in the middle. When you watch Malcolm in the middle, you see one of the kids turn to the camera and talking and everything else behind them is kind of like in freeze frame. Yeah. Um, every time the kids did that, Pietro could see through that. Yeah. That stuck out to me. And, and mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with speed. That stuck out to me as more so he's not affected by the events of, of the, you know, whatever sitcoms they're, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're pulling off here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuck out to me. It also stuck out to me that, um, Agnes in the the last few episodes has always had this brooch uh, around her neck or yes. uh, or part of her shirt. There yeah. was none in this episode. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was affected uh, affected as much as she was by the events of of what's going on here. I yeah, do we don't know how she got there. She looked like she was like trying to escape. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think I think Agnes. This is what I think, Joel. I think Agnes is a real person, right? Like an mm-hmm. actual person. I also think Agnes is the missing person, but I think the brooch is what connects her to Mephisto. And without it, Mephisto can't can't help, like he, he can't provide her with the magic to kind of fight off what's going on with Wanda. So I think without it, she's kind of, uh, she's susceptible to Wanda you know, manipulating her however she sees fit. So I think that's why it was a full panic mode uh, when Vision kind of like snapped her out of it. I think she legit does not know what's going on 
because she's under two spells, Wanda's and Mephisto's. So mm-hmm. that's that's the connection that I'm making with Agnes. Yeah, she does look like she's in conflict. Like uh, she's ser- like almost serving two masters in her own right. Um, and maybe she just like uh, Pietro <laughs> or, or, or working for someone else. Right. And also the biggest thing, Joel, that a lot of people when I did the, the Saturday show, it, it kind of went over their heads. Pietro telling Wanda, it's not like your husband can die twice. Mm-hmm. A, it's funny because he did die twice in Infinity War. And B, it makes me curious because he shouldn't have that information. He shouldn't know that. How does he know that? Exactly. That's not the first time he does that. I mean, he yeah. does, I mean, there's a lot of things he says where like, you shouldn't know this or shouldn't. Like, he was explaining how Pietro died. If that's Pietro, like, like he's dead. Like, the original Pietro died. Who is this new version? If he's the Fox Universe expert, he wouldn't know that. Right. I agree. I'm completely with you. He wouldn't know that and shouldn't know that. Um, and some people were saying, well, they could have just manipulated it. So, no, he should. Wanda should have questioned him more. Like the fact that she goes, where's your accent? And he's like, where's yours? That shouldn't have been the thing that caught her off guard. <laughs> That's oh, that was funny. my concerns, you know. But the biggest thing is he just had information that came be- that came after his death. He should know some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, so, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, he's shady. Yep. Um, but I did love that they pointed out that they both don't have their accents. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, y'all both lost it. Um, also, I do love the marquee having Incredibles and Parent Trap going on in the background. Yeah. Because this is somewhat a plot of Incredibles and somewhat a plot of Parent Trap. Um, so I did love the, the parallels of that. Um, what else? Oh, obviously the most meta moment of the entire episode, Wanda pointing out kick-ass, which the relevancy is both her brothers yeah. <laughs> were in the kick-ass movie. Right. Um, so I thought both that versions was, of Quicksilver. <laughs> right. So I thought that was really dope. Now I want to ask you this. Only Leo caught this. I want to ask you, did you catch this? Did you catch the name on the missile at the beginning of the episode? The missile? I mean, the, yeah. the drone? No, the, the big, it was a big missile. It was the missile that they shot at her, but obviously she stopped it. So now it's just radiating that energy. But it was, it was definitely a missile. Did you catch the name on it? Let's say Stark? Yep, it was Stark Industries. No. Bigger question to that. He stopped making them back in Iron Man 1. Where did you yeah, get it from? Well, it was supposed to be an 80s drone, wasn't it? No, 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 no. The drone, the drone was different than the, the drone, I don't think had the missile. Um, because the drone was very was very, maybe. I, I don't think so though. I gotta rewatch when they when they dropped the drone in because I don't think it had anything attached to it. Well, it wasn't supposed to have anything attached to it, but then the shot at her. <laughs> And even though it's a weapons, you know, Stark Industries known for that shit, especially back then. So it's not that shot. Oh, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'm just saying more so they use that in real time and then it got turned into something vintage. So it's like, how the hell did you get any Stark Tech weapons? There are no Stark Tech weapons. He stopped manufacturing them in 08 (laughs) with the first Iron Man. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was that that was pretty interesting. Um uh, obviously, it seems like Pietro can project memories into Wanda's head. Um, I did like how they utilized the kids' the kids' powers. Like you saw uh, Speed running, and then Wiccan's kind of just like, "Wait, 
stop. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. I, I love that. I think. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. I think yeah. I replayed that like a thousand times because honestly, it reminded me of when Dash found, uh, you know, got to see Violet really use her powers in Incredibles. And he's like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, you could do that. And she's like, I had no idea. Um, so immediately threw me back to Incredibles. But um, I-, I love those kids. Did you see the behind the scenes of them uh, with Thor's hammer and Cap Shield? Yeah, I saw like the little video or whatever. Yeah, that, that was definitely adorable. Um, all right, last question I got for you. Well, not last question, but biggest question I got for you is, who do you think is Monica's mysterious friend? I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but did this give you any more of, of a hint or? Not at all. I wish it did. I have no idea who this person is. I hope it's someone I know so I can get my mind blown. I, I told everyone to prepare themselves that it's a very good chance it's Monica's uh, scroll friend. Well, my problem is she said guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she did. I she mean, said, my guy be- got ready or whatever. Man. I'm like, all right, it's a dude. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I want people because only reason I'm saying I want people to temper their expectations is I don't want people to because they didn't, they didn't hype this up, right? Like it's just one of those things that it's like it's building suspicion, but right. they didn't hype this up for people to think that it's gonna be something big. That's just what we do as geeks. So, no, you're right. But this is the best moment to do it. Because if look, if you're going to do this Luke Skywalker-esque surprise, this is the time to do it. No one's going to see it coming. Well, some people might see it coming, but they'll still be surprised. Just like with Luke. Like, you might have an idea, but you don't think it'll happen. And then it happens, and then you have your mind blown. For sure, but I do think that mind-blowing moment is probably somewhere in episode nine. Episode oh, maybe that's what they want you to believe so they can surprise you now. For sure. Absolutely. I am not saying no to anything you're saying. I'm just saying I want myself to be tempered. So if it's absolutely nothing, I'm tempered. I'm, I'm tempered. just like, okay, all right, no problem. Like if it ends up being a scroll, that's like very disappointing. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. It very well could be a scroll friend of Monica's. Um, I just, to me, like to if me. That, if that was the case, though, we're like, why would you? not explain that earlier like I don't, I don't see the point of like not giving away who it is you know what i mean that's my, my... nothing but build suspicion only for it to pay off at, at a later time like but it paid off no no so no, 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 no that would not I, that, would, that would be that would be the opposite of paying off. <laughs> i mean i i feel you i i do i, I really do feel you and i i do hope it, it is something really cool I just, I've been doing this for too long to put myself in, in the most of hypest situations. Well, oh, no, never do that. Oh. That's ridiculous. Don't ever hype yourself too much because you're just going to end up disappointed. Well, well, to me, I think you can hype yourself. I'm just saying don't, and not you, I'm just saying people out there, don't hype yourself to thinking that it's Fantastic Four related. That's all I'm saying. You can hype yourself. It still could be somebody cool. It could be Wonder Man. That could be pretty cool you know not it's not going to be it's not it's not a neuro neuroscience that that would be wrong then is what it would be (laughs) kevin feige has definitely gone left turns with with characters completely other option he's an act from actor to scientist don't we have enough Um, scientists 
Say it again. Don't we have enough fucking scientists? I would say yes, for sure. Um, but to me, I, to me, I'm just expecting someone that I recognize, but maybe not a jaw dropper. I just hope it's someone I recognize. You know, for the look, if it ends up being fucking someone from the Fantastic Four, then they they probably hit as close as you're gonna get to a Luke Skywalker moment. Period. And you'll believe that no matter who it is of the fan, like not 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 character. I mean, actor. If it's not John Krasinski, if it's a if it's Reed Richards and it's a known actor, you hit it. If it's Krasinski, you really fucking hit it. If it's, I'll say this, and I haven't even said this on the Saturday show. I probably won't even repeat it because I I probably truly in my soul don't believe it. If it's John Krasinski as Reed Richards, it will rival Luke Skywalker only because. In the history of the MCU, it's never happened that fans fan casted someone yeah. to actually turn out to be that specific character. That's exactly that's why to me it will rival. And that's the only way it'll rival. Yeah, the, nothing uh, else. Nothing else you can give me will will come close to that loop moment. Exactly. Only because it would catch us off guard because it's never been done before. Exactly. And that's why the Luke Skywalker was so big because it was never been done for and like it was an option it was possible but like now nah, never happen this is the same thing yeah i don't disagree with that because kevin feige's never listened to us when it comes to casting yeah, uh, this would be the first time in history that like we said something and he was just like oh okay yeah. yeah, like debuting a fantastic four character now just like just one of them it would just be weird. Like, like I don't. I mean, I'll I'll accept it, but like, it just it just out of left field uh, in this series. I just would never expect it, and that's why it would be such a shock, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it, but at the same time, I would love, definitely question like, what the when does it happen? <laughs> like, the only reason I I even entertain the idea that it could be Reed Richards or a Sue Storm, because uh, people <laughs> forget she's also intelligent. It's not only the guys. Yeah, uh, she's a <laughs> guy. No, 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 right, right, right. But that also could be a swear. But let's say it's Reed Richards. We're going with Reed Richards. Um, the reason why I even thought that that was possible was there's a reason why he announced it and then announced the director. Fantastic Four is not far off. It's not far off from, from manifesting into uh, the, the MCU lineup of movies that are coming out relatively soon within the next few years. So could he introduce John? And then right after this season, we get a confirmation of the date that Fantastic Four is coming out in. And then we, you know, we start to hear a little bit more of writers and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I think me and you even said it when we broke down the announcement of Fantastic Four. That's a good chance this year doesn't end without us hearing about a writer, uh, at least a writer attached to, you know, uh, the director that we already have. So I, we did believe that we get more Fantastic Four news whether it's rumors or legit by the end of this year. So to me, introducing Reed now would be a perfect launch for nothing but good press for yeah. a Fantastic Four universe that has been sorely under, underdeveloped uh, in past for people to look forward to what could be great about uh, you know the future. So to me, that's the only reason why I gave credence to like, it could be Reed because it'd be a great kickstarter for us getting more information before the end of this year 
So that's yeah. why I was just like, it very, it very well could be. It very well. I'll be, be. I'll accept it if it happens. I'll be, not, I'll be, I'll be the first one, this person to smile and I freak out and blow my mind. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else in this episode you wanted to hit on? Well, punch it in the face. No, um, <laughs> um, no, that was not. I mean, I think we we nailed most of it. Um, what what did we miss? Anything? No, nah, I looked through my notes. Like I, I uh, think anything, the, anything I didn't hit, I think you hit. So, yeah, vision, vision was getting torn apart. Um, hmm. I did love how as he's dying, he's just like. Just help the people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help Vision. Vision's like, no, 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 no. Help the people. And Darcy's uh, like, help him. And he's like, help the people. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know who she is, but tell her to shut up. Help the people. I don't need any help. Another um, guy was like, fuck you both. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to let you both die. Yeah, I'm um, But I did love the connection that Wiccan. I, I said this Saturday, and I'm curious. I'm curious if you saw it the same way. Um their kids very much are mama uh one's a mama's boy and one's 100 percent a daddy's boy mm-hmm. um wiccan is the mama's boy a thousand percent and it's not just because he shares the same powers as wanda um you can definitely tell that uh speed is very much a daddy's boy um and you know you kind of saw them both freaking out when like because speed has no idea what <laughs> wiccan's talking about he's like what the hell's going on um, and I love how Wanda immediately connected with, with Wiccan to where it's like, relax, calm down, tell me exactly what's going on. Um, so that'd be, that'd be really interesting to see how th- that all plays out. Is Pietro still there? Uh, or did Wanda kind of blasting him kind of make that kind of go away? Um, a lot of things would be interesting to see play out in this episode seven. Because this, this episode seven is, I'm going to say, is the most important episode because it's the bridge to what will end, uh, to what will give us our, our big shock, right? Because yeah. episode seven will be when we see whoever this friend is. Yeah, you would assume, because, you know, they need the machine to, well, to get into the bubble. and Right, right. So unless seven, unless seven is just focused on the sitcom, and then eight is them trying to get inside. Right. It, so I'll say this: If Seven is just a sitcom, forget what I said. If Seven does uh, focus on Monica and and Wu, they escaped and they're now trying to you know get to the friend to to get back inside. It's mm-hmm. going to be the most important episode because um, I mean, to what me and you just said, if the friend is is underwhelming, there is no surprise they can give us that will ever come close to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, unless unless that ending, like who. Who? I'm like, who? That makes sense. Who? I mean, to me, there's no one that makes sense or doesn't make sense that I still think is 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 all all like, shocking is Luke Skywalker. I am very curious to see what the because I know there's a modern uh modern what, modern family sitcom. I think I think it's this, I think it might be episode seven. It might be episode seven. It might be, and, and depending on which characters they use, because I know a lot of people were bringing up using um. What's his name? Have him come back and play the, the old guy in the show. Um, they, uh, James Spader come back and play Jay, which would be hysterical because, you oh, know. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. I, I'm, yeah. I had to connect what you were saying. I never watched Modern Family. No? 
No, I just I, I never got into it. But I know who you're talking about. I know it's the guy yeah. from Married with Children. Yeah, Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Al Bundy's in it. Yeah. Um. So that I saw that as a, like a fun. That would be a fun thing to do. Him come back as somebody's father and and, and play. And it's actually James. It's not Ultron, but it's James Spader who did the voice of Ultron. And I'm like, that would be fucking hysterical <laughs> and work on so many different levels. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, I, 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 we, we were telling people um, during Saturday's show how inconsistent IMDb is. Like, you can't say, like, oh, IMDb, I, IMDb said this, so, like, it's money. IMDb. Like, no, they've been off before. Um, right. But when you do go there, James Spader is listed. Is know? he? Yeah, he, he, he was. He was listed. You know, sometimes they go in and, and, and they fix it. He was listed. Uh, he's also listed when you Google search WandaVision. Um, so, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I, I know he has, he has a show Blacklist, so I don't know if that show was still finishing up filming or not. Um, I don't know if it interfered. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Uh, it would blow my mind if I saw James Spader again in, in the MCU. I, 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 I James, <laughs> but in human form. <laughs> I think that right now, whatever form you want, you you want to give me as James Spader, it would blow my mind for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. And like, I think someone mentioned like uh, he would come in as the father, and then he'd have a wife, and that would be Joe Costa, and then have a son, and that would be Victor Mancha. And I'm like, oh my god, that would be insane. That's like the Ultron family. <laughs> that would be that would be super crazy. Are they willing to go that far? Who knows? I have no idea. But that I, it would be insane. I just find it almost impossible that this show ends without. Like just an Ultron, like maybe uh, a voice in her head, even if it's just that. But to have no Ultron, and he's pretty much like the whole purpose behind how Vision existed, how Scarlet Witch turned to the good side. Um, you know, he's a death with Quicksilver. Like, there's just too much of Ultron that ties to Wanda and Vision to not have him in Wanda Vision. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Is it because I, we're we're here talking about Mephisto and shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think Ultron is, is is behind anything. I'm just saying he should make an appearance, even if it's a small one. Right. Yeah. I we'll see. That. We'll see what other characters get casted in this sitcom. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. But that's all I got for Wandavision. I, I I loved it. Once I saw the accuracy of of the kids, I was. I was sold. I didn't really need anything else. I was just like, this is so dope. But it, it goes to my need for these kids to be real at some point and to be part of the Young Avengers. I think, it I think it's a given. I don't, I'm not really worried about it. Right. I just think they won't be that young. They'll be teenagers. No, right. I don't need it to be these specific kids. I'm just saying I need the characters. Yeah, you'll get them. I think everything seems to be pointing towards Young Avengers at some point. So. No doubt. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, you want to talk some uh, NXT takeover? We could, if you want. All right. Um, all right. I, I'll just do this so we can get you out of here. Um, match of the night. What was your match of the night? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, fuck, I've got to remember all the matches now. I think that tag match, the, the, the male tag match. Mm, uh, that was it, good. Was, was yeah, it MSK versus the... Grizzly Young Vets, or yes, I, you know, that, that was a good match. MSK, like, was just, they shot, they had some nice moves yesterday. I was impressed. 
I, I, I remember saying, because I'm, I'm not that high on them, but I remember I, I also wasn't that high on Street Profits. Uh, mm-hmm. They grew on me, like, tremendously uh, through, through just great matches. And, you know, they can cut some really good promos. So I'm really interested in seeing how far Triple H really goes with these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because gave them a fucking dusty classic, so. Right. But Triple H <laughs> created some great, great tag teams uh through uh through nxt so i'm really curious to see um what you know the what the limit is for these kids like how high they can really go um so I, sure. I i did enjoy that match uh so you're picking that as your match of the night probably because they did some moves there i was like i not i don't think i've ever seen some of the moves they did <laughs> i was like holy shit um it, it's it's rough for me i was a little underwhelmed on this pay-per-view the my boy saved it for the night. My boy Adam Cole saved it for the night with the, the jaw dropper. Um, I really hope that's not leading to uh, Adam Cole debuting on Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. That's That'd be my worst fear coming true. I don't um, think so. Well, at least not right now. I think, yeah, they have to settle whatever grudge this is going to be. But that's what I'm saying. I think this could be solved by – because WrestleMania is, what, uh, a month away? Um this, this rivalry doesn't need to last longer than a month. And NXT, that, was a good match. that was a good match, too. It was a lot of finger pulling, but it, it was, was good. It was one of the best um, technical wrestling matches I, I've seen yeah. in a while. From I was definitely cringing at certain points right now. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I <laughs> when Finn Balor tried to do the point thing after he won, like, yeah, having <laughs> it because he can't, yeah. can't extend his fingers. So, yeah, um, it's all tumbled up. Like, oh, that's at least, you know, sticking to it. Stick to it, man. Stick to it. Die with the lie. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I'll go that. Uh, I was disappointed and excited that EO Shirai won. Um, sure, but you know, at some point, you gotta move on. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always gonna want my girl to have that belt, but um, I'm really happy for EO Shirai. She is one of possibly the best female talents in WWE. Um, yeah. And I want her to continue uh, holding this title because I always fear in NXT whenever someone loses the belt, are they getting called up? Like, <laughs> why'd you take the belt? <laughs> yeah. So that that's my biggest fear. But overall, I thought the paper I, I graded maybe seven and a half out of ten. Um, yeah. That's just because the ending to me was just great. Um, felt short too. Yeah, it did feel it felt rushed that moment. It's like matches were going a little little quicker than than they should have. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I lied to you, Joel. Completely forgot. No, my match of the night was um, Johnny Gargano and um, – what's his name? Uh, that guy. Is it Tozawa? No, it's not Tozawa. Oh, it was uh, – no. Kushida. Kushida. Yeah, he's good, Kushida man. Kushida and Johnny. That was a brilliant – I really didn't see Johnny winning. I really thought the curse of, <laughs> of Johnny was going to continue when Austin Theory got taken out, so – I was impressed, but that was that was a match for the ages for sure. I, I look back at that and I'm like, I love that match. Um, so that was my match of the night. So somewhat okay pay-per-view. I think Elimination Chamber will be around seven and a half-ish also. Not really expecting big things. Unless the miscast. I just don't like the lineup. I, was, I usually like Elimination Elimination Chamber, but I'm like, that looks like such an average-ass lineup. Like, yeah, they, they, no new faces. There's a whole bunch of old like people already had those titles. Like, give me some right. fresh blood. Let me say this: I don't like that they continue the the theory of 
you had to have won a world championship before to be in an elimination chamber match. Yeah, that's stupid. Why? Isn't the whole point to to bring up up and coming people to get the chance to win a championship? How are they ever gonna get a chance to keep going to guys that already won it before? Yeah, really, really, what's the point? That makes sense. Um, last question before we get out of here. Uh, did you like Seth Rollins uh coming back uh to the uh burn it down? Did you like uh seeing him back? That's the Seth Rollins I really don't give a shit about. So maybe if he switches it up gotcha. as he goes along. Well, he's I'll... still the he's still the he's not Messiah, but he's still the you know I'm the chosen one kind of kind of bravado. So that bravado hasn't changed. He's just got his theme song back. All right, well, all right. It's not bad. The music, like I said, like I'm not big Seth Rollins guy. Like uh, it's just his character is kind of bland to me. I need more. And I, he's like all over the place. I can't never figure him out. Uh, and his song was kind of whack until he added "Burn It Down." That was that was cool. Uh, yeah. So it's just you know, I thought the the Messiah thing at least gave him something that I can chew on. And now now that he's not that, I'm not really sure what where he's gonna go with it. So yeah, we'll, he's, see, we'll see what it turns into. He's not specifically the Messiah, but I I thought they were gonna turn him face. Um, That's what I thought too. I was like, "Oh no, not again!" Like I legit thought we were gonna get Rollins versus Roman. Like, like I told you, I thought we were gonna get uh, uh, before anyway. Um, But when his heels, (laughs) I don't mind. I mean, I I don't mind personally. I I do want Seth to have uh, a title at some point, whether it's tag team, intercontinental, or universal. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I just I didn't expect him to continue to be a heel so i was pleasantly surprised um but it looks like we'll, we'll have a seth rollins cesaro feud going forward which should be a really good in-ring kind of kind of performance but yeah, whatever um shouts out to hbo max for adding static shock in and the batman uh i'm gonna have oh, a lot of fun with those two love the batman so he's it again I haven't seen Static Shock in forever. Jeez. No, me neither. Me neither. Because there's nowhere to watch it. There's nowhere to watch it. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to dig into those. Um, things to watch. If you have not seen Your Honor, it was it, – it's only one series. Uh, one series. One season. Sorry. I was going to say it was a limited series, but it's only one season, limited series. Your Honor is possibly some of the best acting I've seen in a while um that's what you show classes when you're like man what kind of actor do i want to be you put that tape in you let them watch that season um so if you haven't gotten the chance to check it out please do i'm not um, so i will please do you will you will it's oof, it hits you um what have you been watching though man i finished a lot of shit like i finished warrior like i was telling you uh, I actually finished all of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> uh, I finished uh, Vampire Diaries and the originals. Um, so I'm just, I was on a tear. I was just good, done, 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 done. <laughs> um, I actually started rewatching The Sopranos by accident. Now I just can't stop watching it. Yeah. So I'm currently been to get it too. You can't get out of that ever. It's like I started. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> and all I did is I was showing my friend like he wanted to see an episode. So I put on the first episode. I watched it and I'm like, well, I can't stop now. <laughs> like it's been so long since I've seen it, but it's so good. I love that show. 
Um, no, that's not something you just watch one episode or one season of. That's something you you're in it. You're in it now. Yeah, and I've seen it, so I don't have to like actually super pay attention to it like I did before. I like, keep it in the background. Right. Um, but it's, it's such a good show. Like I miss it. Like, watching it now, I'm like, damn, I can't wait for the fucking movie though. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, watching. Oh, what's it called? Legacies. So it's right after Originals, and it's part of that world. Originals, Vampire Diaries, and then now Legacies. I'm actually really into that shit. I saw like three episodes in a row this morning, and I'm like, I gotta stop. I need to like spread this out a little bit. But it's like, I really dig it. It's kind of like a supernatural X-Men. I dig it. <laughs> there. Uh, it's pretty named, cool. You've named Outside of Sopranos a whole bunch of shows I've never seen. And well, that's I met your mother. That's really on you. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've I, like I'm listening to you. I'm just like, yeah, no, I've never seen that. Oh, I've never yeah, seen you that. probably should. They're all good. I can't. I can't. I no, I wouldn't have finished them. They're bad. All good shows. That's not uh, true. The Joel I know finishes things regardless. That's not true at all. I never really? finished. Uh, no, no. If it sucks, I will not watch the rest of it. Oh wow! I thought no, you get through. No, if it's bad, if I think it's bad, I won't. I won't finish. I don't see the point. Like I didn't finish Westworld. I saw the first two seasons. I didn't watch this season. Like I'm good. Oh, you didn't like it? Nah, I was good after the second. I was, I was like, I'm good. I don't really care I've anymore. Never, I've never heard someone say that. That's interesting. I, I've not. I've never given it a chance. I just wasn't really interested. Yeah, it was okay. I just, I just, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, fuck this show. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first, a couple of seasons, uh, a couple episodes, but. She fucks in my head too much. I'll get headaches. <laughs> like oh my god, Joe's like uh, legit headaches here. It was put me to sleep sometimes. I'm like, I'm good. Um, so I, I, I skipped on that. What else did I skip on? Uh, that uh, Gamble del Toro vampire show. What the fuck's it called? Oh, the strain. Strain. I saw all like almost all of it. I said, fuck the last season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching the show anymore. I'm done. <laughs> Now that you said Over. that, I think I'm going to give Westworld a try and, and see if I can get into it. See if I can lean more towards you or more towards Tia. Yeah, I got over it. I was over it. I was like, I'm good. And look, I almost did that to fucking American Gods, but I really like this season of American Gods. Oh, man, this season is mwah, chef's kiss. Um, Yeah, God, that show's so goddamn good. Oh, shoot. Sorry, we can't leave yet, Joel. Last thing that I promise we're going. Batwoman. Thoughts? Batwoman? That was good. It's good. I like the story. Um, every day I keep. <laughs> I'm. I promise you, Joel. I will get over this. But the more I watch this season, the more I'm just like, Lady Shiva, just sitting right there doing. This. I mean, give it time. It's only the fucking <laughs> fourth episode. Shit. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I don't like the. Well, what we can assume is is the main villain uh, of this season. Um, I don't have a problem with her, but I'm just like, damn. I just like I'm really I'm really big on any character that's that's in the Bat family, like facing someone that's really good hand to hand. Um, and I'm like, Lady Shiva would have been perfect. But um, well, there's other seasons too. <laughs> there are, but to me, it's like, would it be space it out? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the way they're going with this character is she's supposed to seem Lady Shiva-ish as far as I, I think she's more racial. Ooh, that's how I look at it. Oof. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Oof. All right. Yeah, anyway, that's how, that's how she comes off at least. 
Um, I like this episode. I like the uh, I like the suspicions that they're building. Um, I love what she did with the Batmobile. Um, <laughs> gave it some flair because I swear to God, that's a Dodge car. That's just a, re- a regular Dodge car. <laughs> On all cars, it's, 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 it's got decals. That's all really. <laughs> yeah, but those decals make it look more like a Batmobile <laughs> than it did before. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like what it's setting up. You know how much of a, a fan I am of um, uh, the crazy sister of Alice. I love Alice. Yeah. Um, the show's just really doing good things. I don't know how the uh, the police sergeant or the the captain how he on one episode no beard and then has like full beard. I'm like, we only missed one week. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where, where did his beard come from? But um, no, I'm loving it. I'm loving what it's setting up and. To me, I haven't grown tired of of this story yet. So I'm like, bravo to you guys. You guys are doing really good. Um, I just saw the extended trailer for uh, Superman and, and, and Lois. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that that looks like it, it was shot as a movie really gets me very, very, very turned on by the idea of if we ever get John Diggle as Green Lantern, thinking yeah. about how beautiful that shit would look on this show i'm very curious if they do it like what the kind of costume he's gonna have like very curious I would, also, I would also like them to dedicate that episode to both clark and and john to where we get a backstory on like john found the ring what happened right after i don't want it just as dialogue you can give it to me just a few flashbacks and i'll be fine right. but i need to see that i want to see that well, I hope so. He's going to be in like four different episodes this year. Because so. to me, the importance of John being the Green Lantern, but the importance of seeing him is once you become the Green Lantern, it's not just like, oh, I got this ring. I'm just going around using powers. No, they well, summon you to Oa. I want to know about that. What, what happened? Like, who came and sought you out? Did Sinestro come and find you? Is Hal Jordan out there? Like, you know, I, I want to know these things. Unless they go the Kyle Rayner route. And he has to rebuild. Oh, he's rebuilding the... Oh, so you're saying there's no Hal Jordan or Hal's dead. Which one are you saying? At this point, when Kyle got the ring, I think, I think that was after Hal became um, whatever his name was and died. So After yeah. Blackest Night? <clears throat> yeah, there was no Lanterns. The Green Lantern Corps was gone. So he had the Kyle Rayner basically had to rebuild the court. I'm... Part of me really hopes they don't go that route. <laughs> the easiest way to do it without having to bring in the whole court, especially if they're doing a, a show on it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying. No, no, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> but um, all right. So yeah, no, that I, I can't wait for that show. That's my most anticipated show of the year, a hundred percent. After seeing that trailer, um, looks like- it, it looks beautiful. But um, anyway. That's all we got for you guys on this all-new episode of Much To Do About Nothing. Um, here's to uh, what we hope is a week full of Nick's wins. Word. And oh, wait. Did we talk about that? What? What's today? Monday. Monday? Mm-hmm. Did, what last show we did was Monday? Yeah. All right. Well, then let's, before we go, can you want to talk about the whole, I know you don't, you never played it, but The Last of Us castings? Oh shoot! No, uh, sorry, it completely slipped my mind. I told you I watch all the cutscenes from both games, so I, I I know what the story is very much, um, very much so. So yeah, that that's huge. Um, I, I'll let you kick it off. Go ahead. 
no, well, that, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a, we finally got the casting for Ella um, and um, and Joel, Ellie and Joel, I'm sorry. Because uh, her name is Bella, so I got confused. So Bella Ramsey has been cast as Ellie and our fucking, the fan favorite of the world, it seems, Pablo, um, <clears throat> man, what's his name? Pascal, Pedro Pascal, sorry. Um, Pedro Pascal has been cast as I was going to say, Pablo Escobar was not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't even Pablo Escobar, so which part? Uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal, my man, you know, the Mandalorian himself is going to play Joel. Uh, unfortunately, they do pronounce his name as Joel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's going to happen a lot for you, Joel. <laughs> I hate it so much. But uh, Joel and B doesn't have to worry about that, but I do. Yeah, that's so weird. No one ever says, no, you know what? I do hear a lot of Joel and B. Yeah, I say I don't, which is, because it's not Joel and B, it's Joel. <laughs> no, Joel and B, but I do hear Joel and B a lot. But he's the um, only one I know that pronounces his name like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why it took us years to to properly understand how to say your name. It's just like, it's, we don't get it. <laughs> like, that's a white thing. This is great casting. Um, now, yeah. it makes a lot of sense why the Mandalorian was kind of pushed a little bit for um, Boba Fett to have his show when his show's supposed to be coming out. Um, there's no way that this this was a conversation that happened within the last month or so. Um, yeah. It's definitely something that Pedro Pascal was probably trying to figure out with Disney um, on how he could fit fit it around. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Disney said, you know what? We got a lot of stuff coming. Let's let Boba Fett have that spot. Because remember, it was, it was supposed to just be Boba Fett and Mandalorian, same month. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it, it, it makes a lot of sense because think about this we haven't heard about when Bad Batch is supposed to be dropping um, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this year but it was supposed to be like this month or next month but it's a good chance that it won't be so they might be pushing shows to kind of fill us up to where we're not like Mandalorian 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 um, they're going to chop fill us with a bunch of other shows to kind of put that on the back burner a little bit um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. I'll say this though, for anyone that's a fan of Last of Us, there is not a company on earth that would have handled this property better than HBO. Yeah. Like I, I, if I had to pick, it would be HBO. For sure. And now we have not we don't have to worry about it because that's where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh so now Pedro has a is gonna probably have a hit show on, on HBO Max and one on Disney Plus. God yeah. bless. <laughs> raking in that money that man will be um so a huge shout out to both of them both really good actors uh bella i did enjoy i thought me because i remember i watched that um i watched that uh that long winter fight uh yeah. at your house so i saw her stand up to that that giant and it was just like oh she's she's dying really badly <laughs> like, <laughs> but i loved how tough she was um she was you know obviously no one thought of her in all their fan casts, which no, I always love. always love when they go different than than the fan cast because usually people fan cast people we know of. They're they're they almost went very different. Though. Apparently, uh, Marshall uh, Mar- was, right. was looked at for the role. I'm like, oh, that's very different. <laughs> right. Oh man, the the 
backlash against Doc. <laughs> oh, you made him block. You, know, you want to hear a funny story though? Because when, when, when it was rumored that he was possibly going to be get the role like a couple hours earlier, because <laughs> it, it all happened like in one day. Um, and I, I'm like, all right, well, okay, I'll get over it. But like, why is it always black and white? Why can't we ever get a Spanish guy to get this uh, fucking role? <laughs> it's like, and a couple hours later, that's exactly what happened. I'm like, yeah. Finally, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they they legit heard you and was like, all right, Joel, we got you. Damn. All right. Relax. Yeah. Oh, for a second, <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. It's always the same thing. <laughs> well, you you know how I view it. I, I always feel like so black people are at least 75%. It's still not enough. But you know how I always be champion. Give us like give us more Hispanic representation. Give it to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, not a woman. No offense, it's always a woman that gets the representation. Guys are usually it always, I'm, and I mean, yeah. I will never complain about that. But I won't either. But, still. <laughs> but we we need more. It's why I keep in. You're my biggest witness. It's why I keep campaigning for Jaime. Like I need it. I need it. I would love this. <laughs> I need it bad. Um, but no, great casting. Can't wait for this show. Um, I hope they start shooting soon. I want a trailer by the end of the year. I know none of that's happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> a dream. A man can dream. Uh, last thing I want to ask you, when do you think we'll get our Shang-Chi trailer? Uh, we're lucky with Black Widow, but, you know, when are we getting Black Widow? <laughs> that's a good point. It, it seems like, it seems like from what I'm hearing, Joel, they will not move it again. They will not move it again. Uh, it seems more like they will acquiesce to possibly releasing it on Disney Plus, um, because what they're just not going to keep to at this point. You know? I, if I'm being completely honest with you, if by May things aren't slowly going back to normal, it won't be any different October or November. It just, it just won't. It won't. It won't. People are going to go buck wild this summer. There will be another outbreak. I'm just guaranteeing uh, it's happening bananas this summer. So to me, stop fighting the system, you know, flow with it, release the power, you know, release it. And if you want, you can push Shang-Chi because it would be the first time you're pushing it. It wouldn't be like Shang-Chi oh, done and you just they all moved. Huh? They all moved. Everyone moved. Not the first time. No, 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 no. I mean, more so like it's like Black Widow, we feel as though is like, all right, you've just moved, it's moved the most. Right. You just moved this entirely too much. It's, it's, it's starting to get to New Mutants level to where it's just like, all right, <laughs> release it. That's, that's um, bad. Yeah, that was the worst we've ever experienced. But to me, just, you know, release it. Don't fight the system. If you can release it, release it. People will watch it. Wonder Woman did great numbers. So just release it. It's good. Um, it's good. Yeah, it did good. I mean, it would have done better if it were a better movie. So, I mean, if you're Marvel, (laughs) I think you should have a lot more faith. So, release it. Um, But March is going to be a huge month. We're getting the Snyder Cut. We're getting Mortal Kombat. We're getting King Kong vs. Godzilla. Um, Too much shit. The end of uh, WandaVision. It's all in March. March will be our month for sure. But, guys, we will get more into that next week. This is all me and Joel have. Hopefully, by the time we speak to you guys next, the Knicks will have won at least a thousand almost. <laughs> um, but, uh, again, great day. The Knicks won. So, here's to the Knicks. Thank you, guys. Here. We will see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.